Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3.
27 minutes past six. Could you see? And you're my whole Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. It's Friday the 10th. Great day. Promising a day. Start it with a song. Start it with gratitude. Start it with praise. Starting the show with Business Sense brought to you by Etel, Tigo and ADB. Then we jump into the headlines. What a week it's been. Business news. Business edition. There's also the fifth day of the second week of the City Business Festival. What is precision quality? Constance Wanika is our guest this morning. She will be delving into the importance of precision quality in all sectors of society, particularly for MSMEs, as we focus on small scale businesses this second week. We have five principles we've been sharing this week. Five people principles. The bedrock principle. Trust is the foundation of any relationship. The situation principle. Never let the situation mean more than the relationship. We've also been talking about the Bob principle. When Bob has a problem with everyone, Bob is usually the problem. Yesterday we spoke about the approachability principle. Being at ease with ourselves helps others to be at ease with us. We're ending the week with the foxhole principle. The foxhole principle says, when preparing for battle, dig a hole big enough for a friend. When preparing for battle, dig a hole big enough for a friend. In poverty and other misfortunes of life, true friends are a safe refuge. The young, they keep out of mischief. To the old, they are comfort and aid in their weakness. And those in the prime of their life, they incite to noble deeds. It's Aristotle. So it's not about you, it's also about helping others. For two are better than one, but they have a good reward for their labor. So who are you helping? with your talent and your gift that's the foxhole principle don't do it just for yourself do for others too business is brought to you by etel tigo money is good and money showers would feel great luckily etel tigo tugu missouri loaded promos back with huge cash rewards of up to a million cities available money to help your business money that can change your life sort out school fees and do other things now star 500 hash check your weekly atm calls data targets send more money make lots of calls and of course etotigo money is where you're going to make all of this happen send money make payments and cash out on etotigo money now star 500 hash today enter the promo it's called tugu missouri loaded don't forget all winners will be contacted on 026 Triple zero zero one zero zero. At Altigo, life is simple. And don't forget, the segment is also brought to you by ADB. Get up to eighty percent of your next net monthly salary in our Payday Plus promo. Call us on zero two four three two seven three three six nine. ADB truly agree and more. Show the city's biggest conversation.
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. We're getting into the headlines. It's Friday morning, people, 10th June 2022. And this year, Total Petroleum Company has been giving the outstanding OMC of the year at the Ghana West Africa Business Excellence Awards. This is in recognition of their commitment to excellence and quality and innovative products and services. With great pride, we dedicate these awards to you, our valued customers. Thank you for your unwavering trust and loyalty to the Total Energies brand. And as they say, travel and see. This year, in celebration of our 15th anniversary, Fidelity Bank is taking our most dedicated agents to experience the magnificent city of Dubai. The agents with the highest number of accounts opened and transactions performed will earn a fabulous all-expenses-paid vacation to Dubai. If you're a Fidelity agent, make sure you open more accounts, make deposits and transfers and withdrawals and other transactions between now and October. The agent with the highest number of accounts and transactions done will win. Call 059-383-7146 Fidelity Bank. Live with us. Well, we're welcoming you to what is hopefully a, a very safe landing to what has been a very t- tumultuous <laughs> week. You know, so we just hope, like, we just take normal headlines, no stress, no scandal, nothing. Let's just, you know, get into Today. the story. Uh, yes, oh. I, I, I'm tired. You are very hopeful. <laughs> you know, Friday usually is like when things calm down, people are thinking about the weekend, you know, funerals and things. Let's but not, you know, Parliament is back. What yeah, is back? there's no rest. <laughs> won't rest. No, no rest for the weekend. Today, there'll be like Every three or four things. Even today in the news, like the first four stories, Parliament. 
Huh? You know, they I think they've back. missed they've missed the parliament. Yeah, they are back. <laughs> they are not yes. here. They are Anyway, way. so what's the Ghanaian Times saying? Well, the Ghanaian Times says one thousand Nigerian illegal immigrants repatriated mm. after Ghana Niger authorities agreement. Right. Standards Authority bill critical to industry growth. That's according mm-hmm. to Alexander Fenyo Markin. Mm-hmm. Businessman shot set ablaze with car Ooh. at Pusiga. DCE condemns crime, calls for pro, and man 25 jailed 45 years for robbery. And on the back page of the Ghanaian Times, Gaek advocates, advocates increased tomato processing, mm-hmm. and Bunu East records drop in fire cases. That's not bad. That's a good story. Then, four pages of the Daily Graphic, Bernard. Relief for students. No guarantor loan policy launched. Mm. The front page has a photo of the vice president, Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia. And then on after, African Central Banks to link payment systems. A Greek revival rests with the Bank of Ghana, according to Abraham Juma Odum. Mm. Police, the, he's somebody you know. I interviewed him a yes. few months back. He worked with the Nigerian government, government yes. on their bank, rice their rice project. What about the back page? Well, the back, the back page is a sports story. It says that Inaki Williams set to gate crash World Cup party. <laughs> It's hot. Strike it when it's hot. The average boys are back. Giddy giddy cry. Yeah, Everybody wants to go talk about the rich boys. We'll probably do that. Let's yes. get to the finder. The finder says Nanado leads planting of 20 million trees today. Yes, sir. Acute food insecurity to deteriorate further in 20 countries. Oh, no. That's according to a report. Mm. An English man for assemblyman lam- laments challenges mm. in the district. A lot Front of problems. page of the Republic Press Mosquito joins fight against Dufour. Oh. Adum Ochi can't criticize other chiefs like he did to Tugbe Afede. Mm. There is no execution in the constitution, according to Inu Safuseni. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, armed robber, four armed robbery suspects grabbed minority to impede government passage to impede passage of government bills over delay in LGBTQI bill passage. Mm. Right. The Chronicle says no more guarantor for students' loan. Mm-hmm. Right. Nana Mahama Kufo leaves tree planting today, mm. and Takadi fake kidnap victim appeal fails. Okay. The ABC News also goes with the launch of the No Guarantor Student Loan and confirms that Stephen and team has picked nomination forms. Mm. Alright, the new weekend crusading guide says gun battle at Kokobite as knee of fair boys on shooting spree kill Asafuache and others. Gosh. Charles Bissell to pick um, forms to contest MPP secretary position. Equip standards authority with laws to bite and Ekufado kickstarts Green Ghana campaign today. Finally, from me, Bernard, the front page of the Herald newspaper LGBTQI billboard on Temamoto we pulled down. Uh, that's the big story they have. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Osafu Mafu and the secret tape. Mm-hmm. The Inquisitor says, Red Alert, Chado, center of land commotion. I'm telling you. <laughs> Green mm-hmm. Ghana Day, let's go planting 20 million trees. And Ghana confirms 773 influenza AH3 positive cases. I just got a song for the tree planting. Let's go planting. Ooh, la, la, la. Although, you know, people have started, you know, last week I passed through the tunnel. There's this East Legon tunnel and they have cut all the trees, which was really shocking. <laughs> like, I don't know how you do that. Like, every day you drive through like Action Chapel, yeah, if you're either going yeah. to Flower Pot or 10 left mm-hmm. under the tunnel. There was a day I just got there. All the trees had been cleared. You know, I, I don't know how you do that and yeah, then the say we should plant new we'll ones. Plant new one. Anyway, but you, let's go with the citynewsroom.com. Ofriata must brief parliament on national cathedral expenditure. This is the minority. Also, uh, one feared dead, two others injured in gun battle at Kokrobite. Mm. School feeding caterers receive payments and Bosomi Freho assembly members 
push for vote of no confidence in DC. Meanwhile, LGBTQ billboard on Temamoto will pull down after threats from some MPs. If you go to City Business News, MTN's Richard Insu gives tips on new tools for the post-COVID workplace. Meanwhile, the president is charging the private sector to help with Ghana's economic recovery. And then as we read yesterday, Ghanaian products are getting more shelf space on leading supermarkets. Now, if you go to uh, my journal online, some people live by their stomachs. Toby Afede on Abdomotri's ex-gracia sessions. Meanwhile, the <laughs> pull-down billboards promoting homosexual activities within 24 hours until LGBTQ plus bill sponsors tell the police. Meanwhile, blame finance minister for Accra Flash. This is Doma West MP. And then uh, Toby Afede again says, there's no way I could spend over 300,000 ex-gracia. Now, if you go to the GNA Center for Plant Medicine Research, gets 1.8 million cities to develop treatment for COVID. We had that yesterday. Inflation, meaning, implications, and some coping strategies. An article the GNA puts there. And then looming public health danger at Ridge Hospital. Waste spills over. Really, really gory pictures of death. And then when you get into the Ghana report as well, pull down LGBTQ plus billboard. MPs give police 24-hour... Um, an ultimatum and then facebook froster arrested in elembele and then action aid ghana calls for urgent action on rising food prices there was a food prices story you mentioned and i think i'll add this one to it as well let's get into the details guys okay if you go to the ghanaian times page 16 they've got the story on the nigerian immigrants mm. now about 1000 nigerian immigrants living illegally in ghana including those who beg on the streets of accra and its environs have been rounded up and sent back home mm. comprising both adults and children they were repatriated in two batches on wednesday via chartered flights arranged by the nigerian government this was after they were mobilized and camped at the achimota news station in accra for about four days for registration and processing mm. when the ghanaian times went to the station yesterday canopies um mounted and barricaded with many yards of cloth to temporarily house them were still there now immigration officers were awaiting a bus to convey their bags for subsequent transportation to niger all right now there's a couple of stories i want us to just do quickly from parliament the minority is asking for the finance minister to appear to give them a briefing on the 25 million spent on the national cathedral they're also saying if the LGBTQ plus bill is not passed, they will block other bills. So lots happening in Parliament. Mm-hmm. Minorities demanding that finance minister Kenofriata be a drag before the House to answer questions on how 25 million CDs was advanced to the National Cathedral Secretariat for the construction of same of cathedral. The minority says the National Cathedral project is not a government project and wonders how public funds could be used for it. And this was said by MP for Adaklu governs Kwame Agboja. Then they've also said that if the bill L- LGBTQ ply bill is not passed, what web paper that has that one? Well that has that is on page six of the Republic Press mm-hmm. and the story says that the minority caucus in Parliament on Wednesday served notice that it will impede the passage of government bills if the LGBTQI bill was not worked on with dispatch. Mm. Mr. Kwame Onyumedwenji, the chairman of the committee working on the bill, has been accused of deliberately slowing down work on it with no clear sign of progress more than a year after its introduction. Speaking on the floor of Parliament, Mr. Mohamed Muntaka Mubarak, the minority chief whip, emphasized the need for the bill to be dealt with speedily. Mm. Ghanaian Times, page three. Businessman shot set ablaze with car at Pusiga. This is crazy, man. Yeah, really, a driver. Really. Hmm. You should yeah. hear the narration on the news. It's crazy. It, it is absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, the newspaper say, uh, the Ghanaian Times says a driver and businessman from Boku was on Wednesday shot and killed at Nakom Corner mm. in the Pusiga uh, district of the Upper East Region by unknown assailants at 11 a.m. The business person identified as Cantona. 
was set ablaze together with the car on which he was traveling, according to eyewitness accounts. It, has, um, it is established that the attack has a link with the lingering Mampusi-Kusasi conflict in Boku. Mm-hmm. The latest attack outside Boku, a center of prolonged chieftaincy and tribal dispute, confirmed reports by the media mm-hmm. that the conflict was gradually threatening to spill over to neighboring districts, including Pusika, Garu, Binduri, and the Boku West district. If you listen to the narration yesterday, basically they were in a vehicle moving, they drove past some motorbike guys who started following them. There was a woman who, the woman who gave the narration says when they got to a police barrier, she told the driver to stop so they seek refuge because the guys were following mm-hmm. them. But the driver said he would not stop. The motorbike people crossed them, ordered everybody off the bus, shot the, they told the driver, this is your last day on earth, shot him twice, and then asked everybody to leave. And then they set him ablaze and burnt the car. And this is broad daylight. This is crazy. Now, still on security issues. One feared dead, two others injured in Gambat Lakukrobite. Story says one person is feared dead while two others are receiving treatment, including a 15 year old boy following a Gambat Lakukrobite in the Gasaud municipality. City news sources say the two factions are involved in the gun battle over who has the right to perform rituals to leave the ban on drumming and noise making. It's unclear who the culprits are, but calm was restored to the area after the Kokrobite police visited the scene. Now, according to the report, there are two factions who are fighting over who has the right to perform the rituals to commemorate the lifting of the ban on drumming and noise making. One faction warned the other not to engage in drumming and noise making since the chief of the town is dead. But that didn't go down well with members of the other faction who took up arms and started firing, resulting in the death of one while two others, including a 15-year-old boy, sustained a gunshot wound. Remember, not too long ago, close to the Gomua area, there was some incident where a boy mm-hmm. was shot as well. The question is, where do people get these guns from? And why does shooting become the quickest thing people do when they are upset? Or the chiefs seem to have guns. I, I don't understand. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said about insecurity in the country, particularly guns. in some of these areas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's guns. continue with other stories. Well, let me tell you about loans mm-hmm. and no guarantee okay. schemes on the front page of the Daily Graphic. Relief for students, according to Kwejo uh, Bafodonko, says that hence for students in tertiary institutions will not need a guarantor to access loans from the Student Loan Trust Fund. Mm-hmm. With this policy, a student only needs an admission letter and the Ghana card to access the loan. Mm. This follows the launch of the No Guarantor Students Loan Policy by the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia, last Wednesday mm-hmm. at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting development. Um, at the launch uh, in Kumasi, he said the policy was aimed at making tertiary education accessible to all Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. He said the Ghana card gives us all the data we need about the students to take a decision about their loan. Mm. We are very confident that card provides us all the information we need to recover the loan. I have loan. a quick follow-up story on education. School feeding uh, caterers receive their payment. So that is for some of them, not all. Story by Nashika Caesar says some caterers of the school feeding program say they finally received their payment from government. The caterers for several weeks had been agitating over the non-payment of their monies, which had been in arrears for two school terms. When you listen to the lady who spoke, she says they in Accra have not received their payment, but for some other regions, they had been in arrears for five school terms. Five, five school, yes. school terms. Yes, for, so she said those of them in Accra, they had owed just two terms, so that's okay. But for some who had been paid in some of the other regions, they had been owed for five school terms. And therefore, they are happy. This morning, we heard on the news as well, Kofi Asari talking about how the capping of the get fund is affecting access uh, in terms of availability of, of money, money yeah. for the running of basic schools. We should listen to that more carefully. Page two of the finder, uh, the president is leading uh, Ghanaians to plant 20 million trees mm-hmm. in this year's edition of the Green Ghana Day. Mm. Now, he'll plant a tree at the Efwa Southern Park in Accra, while other prominent people will 
also plant trees in various parts of Ghana. Now, the strategy is to plant 10 million seedlings, which uh, represents 50% of the target in degraded forest areas. The remaining 10 million seedlings will be planted in off-reserve areas, i.e. farms, schools, and other spaces in urban areas. Let me do some news. politics for you, Bernard, mm-hmm. uh, on the NDC side of things, on the mm-hmm. front page of the Republic Press. Mm-hmm. The Secretary of the NDC, John Sidon Ketia, has justified moves by his chairman, Samuel Fuswampofu, aimed at thwarting the efforts of Lagbera, who for Dr. For in respect of his ongoing Ahonto project within the party. Mm. Although some critics have condemned the national chairman's directive to stop the project, Asidun Keta contends that the party was solidly behind its chairman. Now, there's a couple of stories I want to bring you. Tobi Afede is in the news. Mm. He's spoken on air. Some people mm. live by their stomachs. Tobi Afede on Polar Dumatri says, Gracia assassins. He also says that dishonesty hurts me. And then there's a third story. He says, there's no way I could spend over 300,000 cities as Gracia. So let me just give you a raft of those. Former Council of State member Toby Afede, the 14th, has said that he could never have been able to expend the over 365,000 cities as Gracia paid to him for serving on the Council of State between 2017 and 2020. The Paramount Chief uh, and Abu Mafia of Asogli, an interview with Join News on Thursday, emphasized that he was surprised by the huge amount paid into his account as Gracia. Defend his decision to return the money. He reiterated that his four-year time was a part-time job as man- council of state member and did not marry such a quantum of money as an extra reward. He says, my joy turned to sadness because I knew there was no way I could spend that kind of money. I was very surprised about the sheer quantum of the money that I was going to be paid and I thought that for four years of work, that in all honesty, it was part-time work. I did not think it merited such an amount of money. And then he goes on to talk about why, despite they could, there could be good reasons to pay Gracia to Article 71 of his holders, the amount to be disbursed should be subject to analysis with consideration to the current socioeconomic hardships mm. in the country. Page 9 of the finder has the finance minister there. Now, he um, he's expected to be in parliament on the 16th of this month mm-hmm. to talk about expenditure incurred by the government since the outbreak of COVID. Mm. Now, this was disclosed by Mr. Alexander Penyomarkin, who's deputy majority leader, mm-hmm. when he presented a business statement of the House for the fourth week of the second meeting of the second session of the eighth parliament of the fourth republic. Mm-hmm. Now, he said, in all, six ministers were expected to be in the House to respond to 51 questions during the week, seven urgent and 44 oral questions. Let me give you an update on, uh, from the educational sector. This mm-hmm. is quite important. This is something we all normally get back to. Mm-hmm. So if you go to um, the Herald on page 8, mm-hmm. we have the power to authenticate certificates of past students, not their schools. Mm. It's coming from GTEC. Okay. The Ghana Teacher Education Commission has called on institutions that wish to verify the authenticity of certificates of graduates to call on them for such purposes. Mm-hmm. According to GTEC, people usually make the mistake of going to schools or educational institutions to verify mm. the certificates of past students when in actual fact they are the right place to go to for such verification. Action Aid is calling for urgent action on rising food prices. There was another story on food you read earlier. Action Aid Ghana, an NGO, has urged the government to, at a mass of urgency, address the ever-increasing prices of food to protect women and children. The organization said the government must take policy measures to subsidize food accessibility to low-income people, particularly women and children. The NGO further called on government <coughs> to increase social protection safety nets and other measures to improve the income of people in urban and rural areas. To cope with the increasing food prices. Now, John Nko, who is the country director, in a statement to commemorate World Food Safety Day, which passed without a lot of noise, said the government must invest <laughs> in building national food reserves to act as buffers and reduce the vulnerability to food shortages and food prices. I heard a food story somewhere else. I don't know whether it was Nathan Hugh who read it. There was a story about 
food as well. If you go to the front page of the graphic, Mr. Juma Odum Godfrey, can you give me the story on rice? He's talking yes. about what the on page 13 do. of the daily graphic, the Ghanaian political advisor behind Nigeria's successful rice production story, Abraham Juma Odum. Uh, has called on the Bank of Ghana to support the agri sector with funding and technical expertise to help revamp the sector. That he said will address the food insecurity issues in the country. He said the full intervention of the central bank would help to ensure supply of funds to augment those provided by banks and other financial institutions. Quote the organization, the reorientation, the readiness, and especially the highest cooperation of the Central Bank of Nigeria in the decision by the bank to support the idea and provide the support for farmers as an intervention to cut the cost of importing the commodity helped greatly. Now also on the same page, mm -hmm. uh, the BOG has teamed up with all the central banks in Africa to deliver an integrated continental payment system to support trading within Africa. Mm. The move is within the context of the AFTA objective of promoting intra-African trade. Now staying with the AFTA, Professor Kwejo Apieje says that we should include human rights clauses in the AFTA agreement. Mm -hmm. According to him, he said all 33 references of rights under the agreement only refer to rights of states mm. regarding intellectual property and that little or no attention had been paid to labor rights, rights of minorities, women, children and the environment. Quote, that is to say, AFTA is designed as an interstate arrangement without direct involvement of the people who are the center of the agreement. That's an interesting observation. Mm. I must talk to him later on. Let's get to COVID. There's a very interesting story here. The COVID Trust Fund releases 1.8 million for research into coronavirus herbal medication. Again, we heard this story on City Newsroom and it says that the COVID Trust Fund has advanced an amount of 1.8 million CDs to the Center for Plant Medicine Research for the possible production of herbal medication for coronaviruses. Now, the fund says the use of the unorthodox medicines had become important following the spike in COVID cases. Now, at the signing ceremony, chairperson of the fund, Justice Sofia Akufu, said herbal medicines will be needed to fight COVID, which I think is a great idea. I thought they, had, they should have even been supporting them earlier than this, but it's better late mm -hmm. than never, all right? Okay, um, back to some politics. And Charles Bissu, uh, he is in the, the third page on the third page of the New Weekend Crusading Guide. Now he um, he said to have picked nomination forms to contest the general secretaryship position of the MPP on Thursday. A team of delegates across the country uh, stormed the <laughs> National HQ. I think I heard one about Stephen in team also stormed. <laughs> yes, yeah, to pick up the forms on his behalf. According we need to other words, Mr. Bissu, mm -hmm. who doubles as the former Western Regional Secretary of the Party, mm -hmm. picking his nomination forms uh, will go a long way to give him legal backing mm. and also affirm his contest for the position mm. of... Uh, so did they say uh, uh, Intim has also stormed or he had visited? I just wanted to... <laughs> well, he picked. Uh -huh, Stephen Intim picked. Yeah, he okay. picked. So Intim was stormed. This was gentle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Intim's own was gentle. Oh, Probably his own was stormed. aggressive. You know? I can but, picture how he stormed. When you open the door, tell him about... Let, let, me, forms, no? let, me, let me give you two quick <laughs> updates uh, from uh, entertainment and sports and then we'll yes, move on. Yes. So Ghana's sole female athlete at the 2022 African Athletics Championships rose Amweni Wayeboa UCC. Has won, yes, the nation's first gold medal mm -hmm. at the ongoing event in Mauritius. Uh, this high was, jump. Yes, high jump. That was really good. Yes, he's really, really good at it. I hope Prom gets, promising. Yes, uh, some yes. support. Yes. And then on the back page of the Daily Graphic, Morris Kwanza has done a profile piece on Inaki Williams. Is it true that he's... Is he, is he from Ghana? His mother is. Oh, okay. His mother is Ghanaian. Yes, his mother okay, is. I thought he was from Liberia. His father is Liberia. Okay, did he live in Ghana? He's he's been through the system. Okay, so his mother is from Ghana. Was born there, but has he played for any country? He's, he doesn't. Does the Basque region qualify? <laughs> no, okay, no, then he hasn't. Yes. So, and how old is he? 
And that is like 27, 28. 27, okay. 27. And he plays for who? Athletic for Athletic Bilbao. How good is he? He's good. He's good. In terms okay. of pace, power, physicality. No, just he doesn't quality. have the goals. Just general quality. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's, he's a good he's, player. He's, he's, he's a, a good player. He's a good player. Yeah, right. But I want to drop one story. Tell you very sad news. Dance Hall legend Sonny Bali uh, passed away. Oh, what happened to him? Yeah, so this on the Herald as well, page 15. Oh. Uh, he's been reported dead by a friend of his, Mark Darlington. Oh. Uh, he celebrated his, Monday, his birthday on Monday. He, was, he turned 40 oh. just this Monday. So, and reports so young. say that mm. uh, cardiac arrest. And for those of you who don't know Sonny Bali, he was the original. Yeah, before before, 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 Samini, before Samini, there was Sonny Bali. Bali. We had G-Life. We had G-Life, mm. yeah. Before you go as well, Trump has been accused of attempted coup. In uh, capital, right? Oh. This is a big story in the US. <laughs> so BBC is talking about Trump former boy. US president Donald Trump orchestrated last year's capital riot. When is the capital? C A P I T O L, which is the the the, the seat of uh, their legislature, in an attempted coup. A congressional inquiry has had as prime time hearing opened into the raid. Liz Cheney, a Republican vice chair of the committee, said Mr. Trump had quote lit the flame unquote of this attack. Beanie Thompson, a Democrat, said the riot endangered America's democracy. Who would have thought that U.S. would have an attempted coup? <laughs> but there you have it. It's still unfolding. It's live on TV. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Godfrey. Coming up next is the City. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's Biggest Conversation. So a minute to seven. Coming up next is the City Business News brought to us by MTN and Enterprise Life and Goyle. There are a hundred more reasons you buy your airtime with MTM Momo. You're probably asking why. Well, it's simple. Momo is giving you back 100% bonus whenever you buy airtime from your wallet. That's two times the airtime you need. Schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash select option 3. Follow the process or simply dial star 170 hash 311 hash. That's star 170 star 311 hash. A superb airtime purchase experience. So whether you're scheduling tomorrow's airtime today or buying airtime you need, simply go to star 170 hash. And with Enterprise Life, it's possible to live your best life. Ladies, enjoy cover for your lifestyle with Bloom, life insurance for today's woman. Families, let's safeguard your well-being with our family income security plan because family matters. And for you, live freely with our funeral finance plan unlimited with no restrictions or limits as you cover your loved ones and yourself. Call or WhatsApp 055-400-1924. Enterprise, your advantage. Bianca Luko is here, City Business News. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. We start with inflation and as the Bank of Ghana, along with the Finance Ministry, try their best to reverse the current trend of inflation. Stakeholders are adamant that what is needed is more targeted fiscal policy measures like subsidies for the agri sector rather than further increases in the policy rate. As of May 2021, Ghana was enjoying the lowest rate of inflation it had recorded in years at 7.5%. Fast forward to May this year and the story is different. National inflation as of May this year has risen for 12 straight months, hitting an 18-year high of 27.6%. In an interview with City Business News Economist with Data Bank, Courage Marty urged the government to, among other things, check its overspending tendencies, which ends up contributing to increased liquidity in the system. Now, the next thing is government finances. And I think that this is a time when government would have to prioritize its expenditure. This is a time when government will have to close all the leakages in the expenditure tab. Off-budget spendings must not be tolerated anymore. 
gone should be the days where the fiscal data is published and discrepancy is amounting to 0.5% of GDP and causing fiscal overruns on the budget. I think expenditure has to become a bit more efficient, a bit more targeting, so that we can really zero in on areas of the problems and profile very optimal solutions to our, to our, to our problems. Kajmati is an economist with Databank, a research and advisory firm. Confidence is urging the government and stakeholders to develop attractive trade finance products for small and medium-sized enterprises to tap into support their businesses. This, according to the firm, will help boost the number of made-in-Ghana goods on the shelves of Ghanaian supermarkets. These assertions come on the back of a recent report by Confidence, which revealed that Ghanaian products and supermarkets have seen a marginal increase this year. Head of research at Confidence, Bismarck Elam Ado has been interacting with City Business News. It has to be a coordinated approach. Like I mentioned, uh, the LDA is doing its part uh, using the progressive licensing scheme and has gotten the, the most to sign up onto it. Uh, like I mentioned, this is good, but it has to be uh, coordinated with other programs, other solutions. So I mentioned that financing is key. And I think that this cannot be done without uh, a financing program, you know, as part of it. So um, there has to be a need to uh, develop some sort of very attractive trade finance products for SMEs to tap into for, for, for such very short-term trade, trade finance needs, you know, of these of this, uh, uh, SMEs. Head of Research at Confidence, Bismarck Elam Ado, speaking there. Nagana's youth unemployment rate is at 12% and its underemployment rate is at 50%, both of which are higher than the overall unemployment rate in sub-Saharan African countries. The German Development Corporation believes that skills training and development to meet specific industry needs is crucial to improving the narrative for Ghana. In light of this, the corporation has committed 1 million euros to the technical and vocational training of 2,000 youth in the country. Speaking to the media on the sidelines of a job fair organized at Don Bosco Training School, a beneficiary institution of the program, the team leader of Invest for Jobs at GIZ Ghana, John Duty, stated that his outfit remains committed towards addressing the youth unemployment challenge in Ghana. For this particular program, we have an investment of 1 million euro. 1 million euro for a period of uh, five years, I think 2020 to 2024. And we hope that 2,000 students will be trained within this period, 2,000. And I think we've done 475 thereabouts, so we have about 1,000 something to go in the coming years. And you know how the practicality of it and the experience they get in the world of work, as I mentioned, very sure that they will get jobs or establish themselves as entrepreneurs. Yeah? Team leader of Invest for Jobs at GIZ, that's the German Development Corporation, John Duty. Now, the City Business Festival Honor Series continues today at 9 a.m. with an interview with founder of Design Technology Institute and also a celebrated sculptor, Constance Swanica, on the topic precision quality and mindset change. The City Business Edition, which is up next, also brings you a recap of the series so far in week two. Let's now join Gillian Ham of Data Bank for more on the topic, deciding how risky it is to invest. 
When you invest, you make decisions about how much risk to take. We call this risk tolerance, and it has two sides. One, how much risk you're willing to take based on your personal comfort level, and two, how much risk you are able to take based on your financial situation. There are several important questions to ask when you're determining your risk tolerance. They include, how long do you plan to invest? What is your investment goal? How much can you afford to lose and still be on track to hit your goals? Generally, the higher the potential investment return or reward, the higher the risk. Stocks or equity funds offer a potentially higher return, but they're also riskier. If you've purchased a stock listed on the Ghana Stock Exchange and the company is unsuccessful and goes bankrupt, you could lose all your money. But if they're successful, you could see higher returns. With an equity mutual fund, your risk is spread out a bit more because the fund is investing in multiple companies at the same time and so the likelihood of all companies underperforming is reduced. At Databank, our team is here to help you learn more about investing. So invest wisely, invest with Databank. Julian Hammer of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN Goyle and Enterprise Live, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivian Kailoko. Do have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. So it's some seven minutes past, uh, actually nine minutes past seven. Coming up shortly is the City Business Edition. This morning, we're giving you highlights of a very interesting week for SMEs. We've been chatting with different people on how SMEs can bounce back from COVID, how SMEs can get access to finance, how SMEs can use technology to do better, and what they should do about taxes. All of that coming up shortly. But don't forget that Car Bank can help your SME grow with some amazing loan products. With our business and SME loan schemes, working capital loans, green financing, coupled with advisory and capacity building, you do more than just banking when it comes to your business success. Don't leave the success of your business to the direction of the wind. Call us on 0800-500-500. Chat with us online on our social media platforms and on WhatsApp. Car Bank forward together. And if you're still paying transfer charges when you send money, it's a big no, no, no. Switch to Vodafone Cash now because with Vodafone Cash, sending money to all networks is still absolutely free. Don't give small money chance. Save more whenever you use Vodafone. Dial star 110 hash and send money without extra charge. Vodafone, further together. So Michael Ogbodu brings us the highlights of a very important week for SMEs in the City Business Festival. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Please wait. Please wait. Please wait until I get my new car. Please wait until I find my real side. I'm gonna get me some love for somebody My girl Sweet girl 
Hello and welcome to the City Business Edition. My name is Michael Obudu. Today on the show, we continue with highlights from week two of the City Business Festival Honor Series with a focus on resetting your SME after COVID. As usual, we have some resource persons share their thoughts on various topics under the subject. If you haven't been following the conversation, you can catch up from next week by tuning in at 9 a.m. to the City Breakfast Show Monday to Friday for 30 minutes of insightful conversation that can take your business to the next level. Do remember that the 2022 edition of the City Business Festival is mainly sponsored by APSA Bank with support from MTN Momo, MTN Business, Ghana Investment Promotion Center, IT Consortium and Gessel. Well, let's now go straight to it. And first on the bill was Taka Awuri. If you know Taka Awuri, you know that she's the leadership Colossus. Well, she's the CEO of Busara Africa Limited and she spoke on leadership tips for a business reset. So you say this book, you won't tell us everything, (laughs) but we're talking about small and medium-sized companies, all right? And a lot of us need a a, a new rebuild. Give me a couple of, some of the the principles in your book that can help some of these businesses. (laughs) Well, as I said, I'm not going to do a, a, so spoiler alert, so I'm not (laughs) going to give you all 14 principles, but let me... Let me lift up three of them, which mm-hmm. I think are particularly relevant in mm-hmm. the context of MSMEs mm-hmm. resetting and rebuilding post-COVID, post everything that we're going through. And the three are around embracing failure and building resistance, mm-hmm. understanding value and empowering others. And mm-hmm. the third is leading change. Yeah? OK, let me just go through each of mm-hmm. them really quickly. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Embracing failure and building, building re- resilience. resilience. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, so with the first one, it's recognizing, and, and I know you, you've also seen this, but I don't think there is one business person you know mm-hmm. who for every success they have had mm-hmm. does not have 10 failures oh, Lord. <laughs> to go along with it. Mm. Huh? I'm in business and I know how it goes. It's, it's not a straight line. It's about the valleys and the highs. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, I give the example of an amazing woman, Karine Bokovo. Hmm? Mm-hmm. She's a successful entrepreneur who runs an SME in Benin, and they do fruit and vegetable processing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Karine talks about how she started her business with $6 a day hmm? and now has gone, grown into a thriving SME in Benin. Yeah? But what Karine talks about is really some of the lowest moments of her business to where she is now. Mm. And so what that brings up for me is that as you're running a business, you start to realize that you are not immune from valleys and setbacks like COVID. Nothing ever immunizes from you. Mm-hmm. But what distinguishes the leaders who run SMEs who bounce back and the ones who that becomes the end is how they respond to crises and failure. So again, everyone, whether you find the successful ones or not, there isn't one business that can say it's just been a smooth run. The difference that will make you successful or not is how you respond to failure, crises, and setbacks. Huh? And it's the mindset. So people like Kareen, what is this big difference? They reframe mm-hmm. setbacks such as COVID mm-hmm. as a clarifying moment. Mm. Huh? So whether, again, it's the economy, the inflation, high prices, those things where all of a sudden you're just not making the ends meet, your bottom line is, hmm? it's about reframing it to clarify. What is it clarifying? It's clarifying what matters to you. 
It's clarifying what your strengths are. Mm. It's clarifying what you need to work on, either individually as a leader or as a business. It's clarifying what you need to do differently, and it's clarifying the lessons wow. you need to learn. Eh? So it's that reframing it as a clarifying moment. I, I, li- I really like that. So failure brings clarity. <sighs> it's it's not something to just be, you cry over. But it's it also an, opens your eyes to, it. oh, wow. So we're this vulnerable. That's it. And it's not an indictment of you as a person. Mm. You see, this is the thing. Mm. Many of us have been raised that failure when all of a sudden the business was doing well, COVID came, you've had to shut down, you've had to lay off people. These are tough things to go through. And many of us take it on that I am a failure. Mm. I'm a terrible business person. You are not a failure. This has clarified wow. to you, how do I need to rebuild my business in a way that it can be more resilient? How do I need to set up my business so that we are able to take shocks mm. much better? Huh? So that's this. the first thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's being able to embrace failure yeah. and I'm use sure. it as a clarifying moment to build resilience. So that's the one principle I say would be really mm. key mm. in terms of resetting your business. Okay. Yeah? So that's let's, let's go to the second one you will give us. The, the second one is about understanding, valuing, mm-hmm. and empowering others. Right. You could see that just came up even before. Yeah. Huh? Unless you're a solopreneur, where it's just you doing your own thing up and down. Essentially, resetting your business after COVID is not something you do alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is something you do with your team. But I just heard you say again last week, you say leadership is a contact sport. That's it. It's about your relations with others. And what I have seen is that your ability to, again, empower others, put others first, will be key to resetting and rebuilding your business. If I can share one quick story from you of someone in the book who, again, was so empowering around this and gave a, a wonderful illustration of this, mm-hmm. is, is a man called Kader Kane. Mm-hmm. And, and Kader is our Patrick Awa of Niger. Okay. Yeah? okay. So, so he runs a university called the African Development University, which is the Aseshi of Niger. But when he was much younger, Kader had to come back. He was an accountant before, and he had to come back to Niger to reset his father's ailing accounting business. It was just gone completely down and he was brought in AU, you've gone abroad, all these big skills, come and fix this business. And when he sat with the team, there's some interesting things he did. He sat with the team and he said, look, I can't do this alone. Mm. I need all of you who have been here for a while. And I need you, we can't do any of this working individually. We have to do it as a team. And when we succeed, it was so interesting, he says, there are certain things I promise everybody. 20% salary increase, other incentive packages as well. He said it might take us three years. So he mm. was honest with them. Mm-hmm. It took them six months. Wow. And when he turned the business around, one of the first things he did, Bernard, was to make sure everybody got those raises except him. him. And that was a big illustration to them that as a leader, mm. he was always thinking about them first Mm. before himself not his profits and that enabled him to build the kind of social capital to get them now to be willing to be open to change to do everything that was required to reset the business eh? so that's an example of understanding Mm -hmm. valuing and empowering others putting your people first as you reset your business
You are still listening to the City Business Edition on 97.3 City FM. We are still bringing you snippets of insightful conversations we have had all through the week on the City Business Festival Honor Series. And a while ago, you heard Bernard Avle and Taka Wurisi of Busara Africa Limited engaging on the topic leadership tips for a business reset well next on the bill is audrey abaka head of sme agency banking and partnership at absa bank sharing some ideas on practical finance tips for smes i'm asking as a layman because somebody will say ah i don't owe anybody so i should be better for you but banks will say it's better to have a credit history as in you borrowed two thousand you paid mm. you borrowed five thousand you paid now you want ten thousand so we should give you but somebody can say well i haven't borrowed money before so i should be rather you know, you know what I'm saying? If you are not in the financial status, like ah, somebody with a credit history should be somebody who rather you should give a loan to. Mm-hmm. But banks will say, we want your credit history. Just explain that to me. Yeah, so uh, credit history, you know, helps us to understand your character also. Mm. Because when you borrow and you pay, it speaks to your integrity and it speaks to your mm. character okay. and your discipline. Mm. Now, if you haven't borrowed before, yeah. it's tough to determine, say, Bernard that I'm giving money to. He hasn't gone down the road before. Which means that he has what? managed his life very well up to now. <laughs> what is the comfort that if I give him the money, mm. he will pay? So what we do is that when you are a first-time borrower of our unsecured loan, uh-huh. we give you only one year to pay. Hey. But after you have been disciplined and you have honorably redeemed your commitments, we now extend it to I see. I, I thought your borrowing is based on my cash flow. So if I have not borrowed before, and yet my business is cash rich, and I just need money to expand, you should be able to look at my projected cash flows and say, this guy will pay back. Yeah, so that also depends, okay? For those that are able to produce, let's say, a three-year audited account, you know, that tells a story. Okay. So that helps us do all our financial analysis, our ratio analysis, interpret it to actually give us the comfort that this is a very liquid business. Mm. And this is a business that over time, Mm. okay, has been managed successfully. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when lending to such a business, you are comfortable. So for those category of businesses, yes, we we analyze them differently. Mm -hmm. But you know, for most of the SMEs, they go the unsecured way. So that one too, you you must manage them differently and okay. assess them differently on their own so merits. those are some tips for getting access to loans. yeah Which so a couple of for me? yeah so couple are very key ones you know avoidance of debt checks then mm. it's becoming rampant mm. and this is something that the regulator takes so seriously mm-hmm. so if you want a bank to lend to you bank of ghana is saying that if you issue that checks we must not lend to you we should report you three consecutive times you'll be blacklisted hey. Yes, and you can't you can't uh, operate with checks for I think three years, and then no bank will lend to you. So if you if you really want a bank to finance you, you have to take this seriously, mm-hmm. and then be decent with how you issue checks to your client. Mm-hmm. And then we've talked about good credit uh, historic uh, accounts, and they should also avoid diverting mm-hmm. funds that are released to them. Some mm-hmm. they are very ambitious. You know, you give them money, they will tell you they need money as a working capital. Before you realize that money has gone into the purchase of a brand new product or let's say a rent, <laughs> a buying of a property that will not immediately generate cash flow to pay your loan. Mm. And then also they should keep a proper financial records. I've talked about it. And in the event where you believe that your business is growing very fast and you will need big ticket size loans, 
you should be looking at having a landed property fully registered in your name so that you can use that to support any any amount beyond what the bank can release to you under mm. unsecured. So uh, I have listened to your first advice on financial management and I've also listened to your advice about how to access to credit and how to make sure that I am I am worthy of mm. credit. Those are two big points. Yeah. We have a few minutes to go. What else can you say to SMEs who want to recover from a financial tips perspective? Yeah, so uh, what I would say is that they should also uh, consider protecting their business. Mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've come from a hard times and you want your business to be sustained. A lot of them also don't believe in insurance. Okay, so if mm. you want a sustainable business, they should take insurance seriously. Ensure they are their, their, their business, you know, their assets, ensure even their lives. And in the event of any eventuality, you know, the insurance company can come in to cushion them and give them that support. Mm -hmm. And then also there is what we call the supplier financing credit. Mm -hmm. It's a very good uh, option to finance their business. Mm -hmm. uh, but it only works when there is trust between the customer and their supplier. Can you explain what this uh, supplier financing? Yeah, so this is where you have a supplier that mm -hmm. supplies you goods. Mm -hmm. Okay. Usually they would ask you to pay in 30 days. 60 days. Exactly. Or but some of them, you know, give you some line of credit. They will give you the goods mm -hmm. because they trust you and say that go and sell. Mm -hmm. And you agree on the period of payment. Mm -hmm. If you are lucky and you get even a 90-day credit from your supplier, it's a very good arrangement. Mm. But it doesn't work for any SME. If you are not trusted, you don't get that opportunity. So it's a trust issue. This one is largely on trust and years of operation you with your supplier. you can be trusted by your supplier, mm. you will not run out of stock. And no. once you are making the payments regularly, mm, exactly. the business keeps going. Yeah. So it means cutting corners doesn't help. A lot no, of these no, businesses, no, no, I'll store the money here small, I'll use it to do something, get some money and pay back later. No, it's no. Trust is more important. Yeah. I see. What else do you have to say on this point? So finally, I want to say that uh, they should plan mm. for their retirement. Okay. You know, we are in the formal organized uh, institutions and their HR practice, they are planning our retirement for us. Mm -hmm. But the informal sector, you, the entrepreneur, must be very deliberate mm. to plan your retirement. Mm -hmm. Okay, they have to learn to pay themselves and pay their SNET. They should have some level of investment that they don't touch at all. Okay, the money should be there working for them. Mm. And, uh, and also, they should prepare their successor. You know, it's very important. Most of the entrepreneurs, okay, especially the one-man business, the day they are sick, the day they are incapable of running their business, their business comes to an end. And if your business comes to an end and nothing is working for you, you didn't plan your retirement properly, your life becomes miserable. Is that what you want? I don't think so. So they should prepare a successor and make sure that they have a good succession plan in place, you know, train them, and in their absence, they can continue with their businesses and continue to be paid. I notice that a lot of businesses in Ghana, SMEs are sole proprietorships. Mm. Indeed, when you go to Registrar General and you ask them to... Get with mm, the data. Over 80%. Mm. At what point would you encourage people to enter partnerships? Yeah, partnership is a very good uh, business arrangement, you know, but like I said, it's all about the mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, the typical sole proprietor thing that thinks that once I get into partnership, somebody is also coming in to take part of my business. You know, I think that 
when you have operated your business and you have been established, usually, you know, it takes them about three years to stabilize. And you have stabilized, your business is running effectively, your finances are in place. You can consider partnership because the partner also would want to see how you have managed your business over time. Mm -hmm. Okay, how you have managed your finances and whether, you know, when I come into the picture, you are uh, the right person I can do business with, mm -hmm. you know, to scale the business to the next level. Fantastic. Well, that was the head of SME Agency Banking and Partnership at APSA, Audrey Abaka, taking her turn earlier this week on the City Business Festival Honor Series. And you can tell that there has been a lot, a lot of insightful and informative conversation going on all week. We actually have two more for you. And the next is a topic that everyone, I'm sure, has some level of interest in which is taxes. Well, the focus for the conversation was unraveling the tax maze for SMEs. Deputy Managing Partner for Ali Nacha and Associate Ismail Ibn Ibrahim was in studio. And trust me, you'd be fascinated with some of the things you'd learn about the tax system in Ghana. Yeah. So are there any general tips you can give to companies, small businesses, in how to manage their tax obligations in a way that does not necessarily destroy their, ta their cash flow okay um in terms of managing so that your cash flow is not affected mm -hmm. the first point will be your self-estimate assessment or self-assessment estimate mm -hmm. now as i explained earlier this is a situation where you are telling the gra how much you anticipate you make in the year mm -hmm. and how much taxes you're supposed to pay so for example if you anticipate you make a thousand cities in a year mm -hmm and your tax liability, just for example, would be around 200 cities, you could reduce your estimation because you need uh, time value of money. You could reduce your tax estimation to say 150 cities so that you have extra 50. Because there's the opportunity for you to review your assessment in the course of the year. Mm -hmm. In the course of the year, you make sure that you review the assessment to what it's supposed to be. Or any extra you make, you review to that effect. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the point here to note is not to overly underestimate because there's a penalty for underestimating tax less than 90% of what you actually owe. And so you have to make sure that if you reduce your estimation along the line, you review to the right amount. The other thing I can say is that you take advantage of the opportunity to apply for extensions. Now you're supposed to file your return mm -hmm. and pay the tax at the time you're filing your return. Mm -hmm. If you anticipate you'll not be able to have the money mm -hmm. to pay the taxes, you can apply to the Commissioner General for an extension of time within which to pay your tax or to file your return. These are ways that can help you. If you're a very compliant taxpayer, there's the opportunity for you to apply for exemption from withholding tax. Now, withholding tax is when you are paying for a service and then they withhold their tax in advance from you. Mm -hmm. And so if you do not want to be suffering the withholding, that is people withholding from you, you can apply for an exemption from withholding tax. That allows you some cash flow. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is the general point, which is about tax planning. Mm -hmm. Arranging your affairs in such a manner that you are not overly paying taxes. Mm -hmm. it's, your it's, it's your responsibility to pay tax. Tax, mm -hmm. but you do not have a duty to pay a tip on the mm. tax. Mm. So you make sure you arrange your affairs in such a way that you're not valid paying tax. And let me say this, mm -hmm. the first point in tax, in tax planning is tax compliance. Mm. Because you do not want to be mocked with penalties and interest for failure to comply with the tax law. So that's the first point of tax planning. And then the other areas will be taking advantage of the incentives. And the but you said something about the estimate. Who determines it? Is it a discretionary issue? 
So it's the opportunity for you to self-assess. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. I'm going to make 20,000 Ghana cities based on what I've done previously. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, the commissioner has the right to review assessment. Yes. But largely, this opportunity is given for you to self-assess. Mm -hmm. and, and let me just take this, put this in. When it comes to tax administration, mm -hmm. the authority relies heavily on voluntary compliance. Mm. So it's up to the individuals, the taxpayers, the companies to voluntarily comply with the tax law, which helps the state. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're given the opportunity to self-assess and determine mm -hmm. how much tax you're supposed to pay. When the year comes to the end, then you can file your returns and state how much you actually made. But this can be audited mm -hmm. anyway. So. Is there anything like a tax holiday or tax window for startups in our law. I think there was some suggestion in the budget about something like that. Is there anything like that where if I start a company in the first few years, I'm tax exempt? Yeah, there are, there are what we call the tax concessions or concessionary periods. Mm -hmm. So these are mainly for farming industries. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, the specific details, for example, farming tree crops, you have 10 years from the beginning where you pay 1% tax. If you are into livestock apart from cattle and fish mm -hmm. it's five years if you're into cattle farming you have 10 years and you're paying one percent tax if you're into algal processing i think it's around five years or 10 years from the beginning mm -hmm. and there's also an incentive for young entrepreneurs mm -hmm. young entrepreneurs are people below the age of 35 years mm -hmm. so for young entrepreneurs you have a breather of five years where you're not paying tax and after that you might be paying tax at 15% or 12.5 depending on the location of your business mm. so these are some of the incentives that you could take advantage of is you're talking about um, writing to the Commissioner General for deferment yes under what conditions will he say yes so what, what, what I can't just say honorable Amisha I'm hustling so give me a deferment yeah. should are there what what this what how does he exercise the discretion to say yes to me having written and said whatever what that what does he look out for i mean from my from my experience it's usually based on your past records how compliant you've been and then if you have a reasonable excuse as to why you cannot file your tax at a particular point in time mm -hmm. now some the, the biggest challenge of some businesses is mm -hmm. when they have their audited financial statement mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's delayed it's protracted so that by the time you're supposed to file your returns it's not ready this is a reasonable excuse why you are not able to file your returns but other than that you cannot wake up one day and say I don't feel like filing my returns, let me ask for an extension. You have to have something reasonable to show why you cannot file. Or maybe your, your, your business is not doing well. And you're having, for example, or your debtors are not, you, are, you owe people. Or people maybe owe you, they are not paying. Or depending on the nature of your business, let's say you're a self-employed person, you're mm -hmm. out of the country, mm -hmm. you're unable to put things together to file a return or pay your tax, you could write a letter. But this, this power, is granted reservedly. Mm. They, they really make sure that you have a reasonable excuse mm. to be given this opportunity. I was talking to some business owner who said she was frustrated because, and this is VAT, she's saying that people have supplied, she supplied things to people and people have not paid, yet GRA says she owes, so she has to pay. And she's basically saying, well, the person hasn't brought the money to me, so why do I owe? And apparently that's the law. I don't know if you can explain that. Yeah, so that's one of the practical difficulties when it comes to VAT. I, I have always explained to businesses. Mm -hmm. For example, you supply something with 200,000 Ghana cities. Mm -hmm. The person is paying you in seven or six installments. 
but you issue an invoice for 200,000 Ghana cities, you owe the tax immediately. Immediately at once? Yes, because you have issued the invoice. And so what is practical to do is that if the person is paying in installments, then you issue the invoice according to how much is being paid. That may be the sensible thing to that, do. Yes. Once you issue the invoice, the tax is due, and the, you are supposed to pay it by the next month, the last day of the next month. And so what's your excuse? You've issued the invoice. That's interesting. So if a, a way of legally getting around that is to issue the invoice on the basis of the payment plan. Yes. So you come to pay me, I give you an invoice. Otherwise, you might be shooting yourself in the foot, and it doesn't make business sense for you not to get the money or not to have the money and you would have issued the invoice for the whole amount. So if, if, you, if you have enough cash, you can take the responsibility. Let me issue the invoice. I'll pay the output. The person will come and pay me. Mm -hmm. But if you're not in the position to pay the output out, out front, then it's better that you issue the invoice based on what is given to you. Mm. Your dial is still on 97.3 City FM. This is the City Business Edition, and my name is Michael Obudu. Let's now move to our final topic on the City Business Festival Honor Series for this week, which is new tools for the COVID for the post-COVID workspace. I'm sure both employers and employees will be keen about this subject, especially in this era where people are able to work remotely from wherever they are. Well, Richard Densu, who is the senior manager in charge of enterprises for MTN and MTN Business, was in studio to share some thoughts on the topic. Um, you, can, you can actually work from anywhere. We can, we can actually have this from anywhere. We don't have to be here. Mm. So um, those are the kind of, kind of tools that we are providing. So uh, we mentioned the, the connectivity. If you have connectivity, your mm. connectivity is good. Mm. It means you can, you can work from uh, portions of your kitchen, actually. You can set it up. I, uh, during the, uh, the heat of the COVID, and even till now, I, I use part of my house as, a, as an office. So my fiber broadband is there. I have my, my, my lines are there and all of that. So I hold meetings. I hold all of that from that office. So... It is good. It is good to have a physical location where customers can locate you, but you don't really need that anymore um, to work because there are now tools, technologies, technologies have advanced that you can work from anywhere, and people work practically from their bedrooms. I see. Yeah. But the f the fact that people are working outside a traditional workspace presents a couple of issues. Yes. So, for example, if I'm a bank. I work in a bank and I'm supposed to work from home and I've sent my office laptop home. That presents a new challenge. I have the fact that my kids are home and they could smash the laptop. I'm logging into a working system from home mm. or I'm in a restaurant eating and I say I want to work. Does that not present security problems and challenges? And if it does, what are your thoughts around how to manage that type of situation? Yes. So, um, as someone in the internet space, I think is is one of the challenges that the COVID brought. Mm. So you're working, you're working from home. Um, your wife is around, and your wife is not an employee. Okay, and you're discussing numbers, you're discussing strategies, and or your brother is around, 
or you've gone to sit because you're not getting connectivity, you've gone to sit in a restaurant somewhere taking coffee and you're discussing business. Okay. So those are some of the challenges that somebody sitting opposite you. <laughs> somebody and sitting opposite you. And it's videoing you. Okay, capturing your screen yeah. and all of that. So first of all it has to start with you as an individual mm. you must have that consciousness that mm. this this poses a security challenge so mm. what can i do about it okay so you are making sure that you're always locking your screen those are basic things you don't need tools for that mm -hmm. make sure you, you, you lock your screen if you're living there mm. if you're going to uh, have discussions if you can use the the earpiece fine and also conscious about the people around mm -hmm. and all of that and you also should know that it's not everywhere you can discuss every, everything okay so wherever you are sitting um you're seated you're, you're conscious you're scanning your environment mm. so that is important mm. and then there are there are also people who are advanced so they would want to tap because your 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 internet is not secure you're using uh, public wi-fi so it's important that you, you log in using your company's VPN network. And for most companies, they have the VPN network. Log in using that and so that then your data transfer and all of that is secure. So don't work with public Wi-Fi. You can if, there's a, if you don't have any other option. But then realize that you're exposed. Yeah. You're exposed, heavily exposed. Mm. Uh -huh. So that is when you need to be able to okay. use the VPN. Um, mm. Where do you see the future of work? How do you prepare for that future? That's my final question. Okay, so we, we aren't, as I mentioned, we aren't going to go back to the pre-COVID time. Mm -hmm. So if you scan around, I mean, as a small business, you would want to scan around um, and see what is happening. Most companies take the banks. Now you can do all your banking on your phone, okay? And big companies um, like MTN, we put in power into the customer's hands, okay? So the customer should be able to do, interact with us over, say, an app, our Ayoba um, app, our my, my MTN app, and our eShop. All of that, we're building it, building these platforms so that they can interact with us, giving them the power to be able to um, assess services, manage their services, and all of that. So as a, as a small business, you should scan the environment and see that things are changing. So we're going to have, there's going to be a time where we're going to have a lot of robots doing <laughs> Uh, answering your questions, so, okay? Uh, uh, they call it chatbots. Um, uh, and then the, we're also going to have, um, uh, we're going to have a flexible working environment, okay, where uh, employees can virtually work from anywhere and d at different times. This, some companies have adopted already and it's going to, grow as, as we get the security issues, devices and connectivity issues resolved. We're going to have more of that. It is important that as a small business you prepare for that. And as I said, it's, it is critical to understand that it is not just you. You're working within an ecosystem. Mm. So if those that you're working with are changing, you need to change. Because for instance, if you want to work with me tomorrow and you say I should come to your office, I would say, no, give me a way to be able to do that with you. You said you have a service, I should come and try it. No, show me where I can find it, and I'll try it. 
or I'm looking for a service, I go to Google, I type it, I should be able to see you there. So these things, this adoption of new technology is key. And then also training. Training. So you should begin to train your staff okay. to be able to adopt some of these technologies, okay. uh, take them through, and then finally be conscious of security. It's become a critical thing, be conscious of it. All right, so that will be all for this week's edition of the City Business Edition where we have been bringing you highlights of week two of the City Business Festival on a series. If you missed any of the episodes on radio or would like to re-listen, you just have to go to our SoundCloud account and search for City 97.3 and you find them all there. Hope you learned a thing or two from this week's edition of the show. Catch you same time next week. Please, let's connect on Twitter at mobudu. My name is Michael Obudu. Stay safe, stay informed and bye-bye from here. My girl, sweet girl, my girl, I can see. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. It's a wonderful Friday morning. Benjamin Inketia here with the Friday edition of Kickoff. And Kickoff is proudly brought to us by Leseho. In the headlines, high jumper Rose Yabwa, uh, proud to pick up Ghana's first medal at the ongoing African Senior Athletics Championships. Ghana to play Japan today in the Kirin Cup opener. And DR Congo sack manager Hector Cooper after back-to-back defeats in the AFCON qualifiers. <laughs> Let's get to the details now. University of Cape Coast student Rose Yaboa has clinched Ghana's first gold medal at the ongoing African Senior Athletics Championships in Mauritius. The 21-year-old cleared the bar at 1.79 meters in the women's high jump to grab the gold medal. Yaboa's winning jump is well below her personal best of 1.85 meters, which she achieved at the 2020 Gusa Games. Despite uh, not being able to scale her personal best, she says she's still proud of what she has been able to achieve your winning mark 182 came close to your personal best of 187 um, were you disappointed you couldn't surpass your personal best yes please i was very disappointed because the weather wasn't good at all we were having the competition in the rain and as a matter of that it, it decreased my performance Con medal now at this point in time i mean what does it make you feel for ghana after winning the african games I feel, I feel very happy. I feel very happy. Even though what I was expecting, I couldn't, the height I was expecting, I couldn't get it. But all the same, I'm very, very happy. And I'm sure my country too is happy because I wanted to make my country very, very proud. We had Rose Yaboa there speaking after picking up her first medal uh, at the Games. Let's get to some other stuff. And sprinter Joseph Paul Amwa will compete in the men's 200-meter heats 
on Saturday. So I will be looking out for that one. Let's get to the camp of the Black Stars and head coach Otoado is expecting a tough encounter against Japan in their opening match of the Kirin Cup. The foundation tournament which begins uh, today uh, in Japan will serve as a preparatory competition towards the 2022 World Cup. Aside host Japan and Ghana, the competition will also feature Chile and Tunisia at the other participating countries. And we're very happy to be here to be uh, part of this traditional uh, tournament. Tournament, and it's a good uh, possibility for us to to um, challenge, uh, compete uh, against um, the best uh, teams all over the world. And um, yeah, it's going to be very very tough. Uh, we, we saw the last match from Japan. Um, they are very very good players. I know a lot of players from the Bundesliga, like uh, like Endo. They have international players playing uh, uh, all over the Europe and very, very tough squad and had a good last match against Brazil and uh, it's going to be a very, very tough match for us. Now, he also explained why only 18 players from the 33-man squad made the trip to Japan. In general, I think we have a good and bright squad. Unfortunately, we couldn't bring all our players. Uh, we had some injuries uh, even during the before we had our tour. I've come uh, measures where we had injured players like uh, Joseph Edu, uh, Elijah Russo, who came already with problems. Um, I think everybody had a long season. In general, I think it's a good idea to have this kind of tournament, but surely sometimes. It's, it's not optimal because of everybody having a long season, uh, bodies are tired, so therefore we had a lot of injuries, especially after our two, our second uh, uh, AFCON game. So uh, Jonathan Enmenza is, is injured, had a, a very, very serious concussion, and um, so Benson have um, also problems and came into the match with problems. After the, the, the game, the problems increased, so we couldn't bring him as well. Baba is also the same, the same, has uh, back problems and, and, and the coffee chair also back problems. So we wanted to make sure we bring healthy players to, to, to this trip. It's a long trip, it was a long trip for us to, to come in, uh, first of all. And then secondly, we need players who can play the two games. They have problems, so we decided not to bring them. So you heard Black Stars head coach Otto Ado speaking that now the Kirin Cup uh, is currently happening. Um, the Chile versus Tunisia game is 84 uh, minutes old. Tunisia leading Chile by one goal to nil. Ghana's game with Japan kicks off at 9.55 a.m. here in Japan. For those of you who want to go out there or who want to follow the game, so you should uh, get on. Uh, 9.55 a.m. is when that game will kick off. Let's move on to some AFCON qualifiers that were played and veteran uh, head Coach Hector Cooper has uh, been fired by DR Congo after they lost a second successive 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier away in Sudan. Now, um, the country's sports ministry made the announcement after the 2-1 loss in Khartoum, which follows a 1-0 home defeat by Gabon in their opening Group 1 qualifier at the weekend. The 66-year-old Argentine, who took Valencia to successive Champions League finals just over 20 years ago, had been the Congolese coach for uh, 13 months. He had previously coached Egypt at the 2018 World Cup finals. Now, he's not the only one, or they're not the only ones reeling Egypt. 
have called an emergency meeting following their 2-0 loss to Ethiopia yesterday. Now, Burundi also lost at home to Cameroon by one goal to nil. South Sudan lost to Mali by three goals to one. There was a game uh, between Liberia and uh, Zimbabwe that has been cancelled. Uh, there's also Lesotho versus Cote d'Ivoire that ended goalless. Morocco beat South Africa by two goals to one. Nigeria beat Sierra Leone by two goals to one as well. Guinea-Bissau uh, beat Sao Tome by five goals to one. And then there was Guinea versus Malawi ending one nil in favour of Guinea. Uh, Nabi Keita scoring the winner in that particular encounter. So that's what's going on uh, as far as that is concerned. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesseho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Many does who only know you. A year after Saddam, Namido, and I'm also not meeting all dancing. That's a fee and a key. Three minutes past eight. You had kickoff with Benjamin Katia. Brought to you by Lesheho. If you're a government worker or private salary worker, ready to go big on your passion, we have great news for you. Take a new loan between the month of May and August. Receive a cashback reward. Apply for our competitive payroll loans now and get rewarded really big. Call 0577-699-923. Go to appforms.lesheko.com. Terms and conditions apply. Few birthday requests. Happy 80th birthday to Right Reverend Justice Kate Datsun of the Bethel Methodist Church, Takrade. As you celebrate your 8th year birthday, we thank God for your life and pray for God's blessings upon you. From your wife, Mrs. Lily Love Datsun, your children, your in-laws, and the grandchildren. This is coming in from Abeku Santana. 
Abeku Santana. Happy 92nd birthday to Sen Knight Paul Anani. May the good Lord give you good health, strength, and peace. We love you from your wife, children, grandchildren, and in laws. And happy seventh birthday to you, Erequa Fusua Kofi. May the Lord bless and favor you all the days of your life from your dad or dadia Clarus to you, Erequa Fusua Kofi. All right, a few more birthdays. This one um, is from Beatrice. Okay, this one says, Kindly wish my husband, Mr. Kofi Boating Adum Asumini of Transmet Ghana Limited. We pray for our good, we pray that our good Lord prospers him. That's from his wife, Beatrice, and the children, Kentinka and Nana. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one says, Kind of wish lawyer David Kuduaji of Lexudos a happy birthday. That's coming from uh, Veronica. So today is uh, the lawyer's birthday. Mm-hmm. All right, this one says, Today's my wife's birthday. She's charity at Jabin. She's been very supportive and accommodating for 25 long years. That's coming from George Kwame Enim of GPHA. Okay. And this one says, Happy birthday in advance to Honorable Gifty Chumampofu MP for Ibuakwa North. That's coming from Emmanuel Lowusu in Medina. So the birthday is tomorrow. Tomorrow. The Honorable Gifty Chumampofu's birthday is tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, let me say a happy birthday to Rita Ifa Date. Really, 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 really awesome lady. Tomorrow is your birthday, so I wish you a happy birthday in advance. It's also from Martin, Roland, uh, Naneko, and the whole team. Happy birthday to you, Rita. And today is also the birthday of Fortune Alimi. All right, Fortune. Uh, happy birthday. Fortune of the Mr. Fortune Alimi. Daily guy. Yes. Mm. Happy, happy, happy birthday to you. Mm. All your requests are brought to you by Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk. Get your day started with the creamy experience of Creamy Plus your beverage available at all girls shops but you're on a total other supermarket in your neighborhood call less farm distributors at uh, race junction medina 0501682522 or grace has found us a cook of photo dan so much and over the past last 20 years, Ashesi has been educating ethical entrepreneurial leaders through high-impact experiential education. 
We are now recognized as one of Africa's best with a bold vision to raise the bar for higher education on the continent. Our graduates are considered among the world's best and receive job offers, start businesses or graduate school within six months of graduation. As we celebrate 20 years of impact and excellence, learn more at ashesi.edu.gh. Ashesi, 20 years of educating ethical and entrepreneurial leaders in Africa. Remember, admissions are ongoing. And Father's Day is just a few days away. Don't fret about what you get for your dad or your father figure. GTP has got your back with the prestigious Dumas fabrics as the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Pick from six distinct designs that are embodiments of creative thoughtfulness that would appeal to and excite the man of many desires. We also have the Dumas collection as a Father's Day gift. Call 0509-940-949. You got a fitting Dumas piece delivered to your doorstep. Trust me, you'll get a big hug from him. I wonder why they call it Dumas, by the way. Have you ever known why it's Dumas? No. Please, if somebody knows, let me know why they call. They call it Dumas. And people are always searching for convenience, a simple and easy life. And with Pokuya, you get just that. Well, Pokuya is a virtual assistant from Star Assurance. Gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. From the convenience of your home office branch. Or actually, from your from the convenience of your home, office, or beach, or your market, or anywhere in the country, you can reach Pokua. She responds quickly and effectively to your specific needs. You may chat on WhatsApp 0242 or dial short code 713 that's star 713 star 222 hash and enjoy smooth and quick service. Star Assurance, your solid partner. And Father's Day is almost here. What and is by the way, <laughs> I think it's you know when Father's 20. Day is. It's not 15th or something. No, it's not 15th. Ah, I, it's 15th or 19th. Charlie, it's a disgrace. We don't, we don't even know when it's Father's <laughs> Day. Nobody cares about us. It's terrible. Anyway, <laughs> but we don't even care. That's the problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, but there's something but exciting that, no, happening. Hold on. But should, should we care? Should we? Should we? Should we? Is it, is it, uh, is, people blame the media for not pushing Father's Day. I, I, I wonder whether it's a legitimate... But now it's being pushed though. Yeah, I just spoke about Dumas. Yes. And then I think uh, Pedrasi Valley is doing something in Kufour, which I think is a really great thing. Yes. The was is like a branch or something. Yes, it's happening at the Pedrasi uh, Valley Resort. What day is this? 19th. So probably that's Father's Day. Yes, 19th June, Sunday. So that's the Father's Day. So yes. what are they doing? Well, uh, former President Kufour will be there, John Kufour. He will grace the show with his seasoned personality to discuss fatherhood, mm. coupled with... Uh, wild selection of delicacies on mm. the buffet table at I the Sycamore see. Hall, mm. and it's uh, at an exclusive rate and at the Baba restaurant for just 300 CDs per head. Right. Now, if you are interested, call 0501 20540 sorry, 12 
5555 or 540 125554. Find us on social at Pediasi Valley Resorts. And that Mm. event is proudly sponsored by Caveman Watches, Silver Haircut, Mr. R2G, Tev Gandor, and Accra Brewery. I want want to thank all those companies for supporting that event because, you know, May, uh, is it first Sunday, May or second Sunday, May? Usually, would announce a raft of things for mother's day mm. um at least for the first time in a long time we have two things tilted to father so the yes. the gtp guys have come on board for father's day pedrasi valley resort that's that's the, this is the first time in a long time i've even announced anything on this show for father's day so i actually thought they invented it only this year no no, no, no. <laughs> no no like i'm serious like almost i've been on this show for many years i don't remember ever announcing like a special Maybe there was one some deodorant or something or some. I've never had a or some singlet company. Yeah, I've never had a company. <laughs> no, seriously, like, could you? I've never had a company come and say this. Probably except some maybe some hotel. Mm. You know, but on Mother's Day I get a lot, and I for me as a father I'm not really bothered. So I don't know. Maybe if you're a man listening to me, do you think the media and companies are unfair to fathers, or is this a reality we must accept that we are different from? mothers so they should not like it's people they shouldn't equalize you know there's this like somebody sent me a message this morning and i'm going to read it to you it was actually literally accusing me Um, oh before you read that message the ladies who heard that pediasi valley advert Mm -hmm. same way we did for you on mother's day we bought you all sorts of things Mm -hmm. don't leave us to buy the tickets ourselves Buy those 300 Ghana CD tickets for yeah, But that's the, the question. Do we even want it? it? We will go. Here's the message. Who do want to go and have lunch with for? Okay, this guy sent me a message. But look, I want to have lunch with him, not necessarily on a Father's Day account, although it would be a good experience to listen to talk about Father's Day. But I'm, what I'm saying is that there aren't a lot of things happening on Father's Day. Yeah, true. Francis, Francis sent me a message. Bernard, hope you are doing well. So 19th is Father's Day, eh? and we can't hear any noise with three smileys. And on that day, we'd rather hear how... Re- irresponsible some fathers are have a nice day and he sent me this message at 6 40 a.m today and they are saying they had Charlie, I was like, why is that my pro- why 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 are you accusing me am i the am i the custodian of the, the days of the week or whatever yeah but Bernard, are you also noticing that the narrative about fathers is changing at least for me i don't know mm-hmm. but within my my circles mm-hmm. i'm seeing more men being more hands-on fathers i'm seeing more men contributing more to to their children not just by putting money down but the emotional connection spending time and everything so maybe what we are seeing now industry is also seeing it some of the event organizers meet that's why they are organizing but more the events. question i have is who even defines like what, what you just said even exposes something it's almost like well the father has to be hands-on there are different models True. Just, it's like we, we cannot we cannot force a father to do what a mother does true neither can we force a mother to do what a father does so but how we feel about mothers is largely because of the time we spent with them look when i was a i think 99 percent of my time growing up was with my mother because the man yeah but that's a different but, but, but see, you, what i'm saying you, is that you, if you don't my, even get to talk but in, in my case mm-hmm. i grew up with both my mother and my father and what I get from my mother is not what I need from my father. So I'm saying that we, we shouldn't define successful fatherhood as, and you see, you use the word handsome, maybe I'm picking on it from fairly, but it's like, oh, the man is bathing the kids, the man is uh, uh, cleaning. He should do that if he can. But I'm saying that in the arrangement in the house I grew up in, 
the emotional needs my mother met are different from the needs my father met. So, and I don't, I don't need my father to behave like my mother for me to love him. Do you understand? So, like, there are some things I would discuss with my dad. I will not discuss with my mom. There are some things my mom will tell me. You know what I'm saying? There are, I, I think that we should respect that difference. We shouldn't force and now, say... Now, when I use the word... The fathers, hands, I'm, I'm when I use hands-on here, yeah. I don't mean fathers doing some of the things you described. Like okay, you, so explain yourself. I mean fathers being present. Being there. Being present. Okay, I take it. The presence now and, and I speak for myself and only my circles. I've not you. gone beyond my circles. Yeah. But I have friends in my circles who spend more time with their children. In fact, previously you see fathers just going to hang with their men in their boyhood clubs. But these th days, you see, even some of the fathers coming along with their children, yeah. giving them different experiences, yeah. taking an interest in their schooling, not just by paying I school fees. I get you. So some, beyond, so you have a presence. Yes, presence, presence and presence and, and availability and, and connection, connection. Yeah. Presence. and having conversations with their children, to the point that look, there was Wednesday I was with a friend. Yeah, his daughter is just about graduating mm -hmm. uni. Mm -hmm. She has a first class, mm -hmm. and. Every little bit of detail of the girl's life, the guy this knows. man knows. Mm. And the way they talk, you see them and they, they talk and you feel like it's somebody and their a girlfriend. Yes, because and you think it's a father-daughter thing. Mm -hmm. And you'll be shocked to see how he even rose with his sons, mm. like his peers. So you're saying that there are models of fatherhood that are... I, I, I agree with you and I say there are, there are two things. We need to admit that the generation that raised us, um, a, a lot of them, at least most of my friends as well, were in homes where the man was not available that much because either he was working or there was more than one woman so the man was not necessarily available so i agree with you on the point of availability yeah. but i'm saying that the emotional connection men have with their children is different from the emotional connection women have with their children and so when people went try and equalize on father's day and say why aren't you doing the same thing you are doing for mama like you are doing for daddy i don't think it's fair because in my house I can say we loved our father and our mother very similarly. But we express our love to our dad in a different way. Do you understand? Because the mother expects certain things. And the father doesn't necessarily thrive on those things. So, for, for example, a lot of men are not very into receiving gifts per se. Mm. Because a lot of men, their love language is not receiving gifts. But for your mother, if you buy her something, she's very happy. Mm -hmm. Do you understand me? So I'm saying that when people say you guys in the media, you are not pushing Father's Day and you only blame Father, I think it's just part of the truth because a, a, a lot of women like to be celebrated also because I think they find a lot more meaning in their family than men. And, and let me explain this because I may be taking on. What I'm saying is that, let me give you a good example. If you meet your boys' boys, usually the first question you ask them is, Charlie, how do you work? Well, if... Adjoa meets her friends. I don't think the first question she'll ask, they'll probably ask, how are the kids? Do you get me? So it's just a natural difference in the way we process things, which I don't think we should make too much, like, we, we cannot give fathers the same level of, okay, maybe let me put it this way. We cannot, we, we, can, we can celebrate them, but in a different way. Okay, so like we did a Mother's Day dinner where we, we did portrait of mama and and, and women came around in groups. So on different tables, there were even different mothers. And we were all... I remember my mom was saying she wants to listen to the story of the other woman when they were talking about how uh, she had raised their kids from... Uh, somebody had miscarriage or something. They wanted to listen. There was a certain...
connection. Maybe for men, we have to find a role model and let him talk about something, an issue. Maybe like Kufo. So the Kufo idea is a good example. So Kufo is present. Kufo is going to talk about managing a country, managing a family, growing up and as a, a politician. Men will listen to that, but it will not be some cozy... It, like, we don't need... <laughs> I, I, I feel you. Like story. Oh, no. But but you know we want him to give us the principles that he, those, he learned those so that we can stories, apply to our own life. Uh, true. Those cozy stories. Yeah. Sometimes people think they are made up. There, there is also something to say about that. Mm. This is my example. In these modern times, even in the olden days, you mm. know, we've always. There's always been this impression that men provide for the home, right? Yes. But if you look at it critically, mm -hmm. women also do a lot of hard work. Oh, yes. Now, these days, men and women are doing almost the same. In certain yeah. instances, yeah. a man and a woman will be doing, the same job doing more. And they are not getting equal pay. No, the woman that's, is doing that's, more. That's, that's, that's on the side. And then the woman will still have time and the energy to do the other things for the home that the man doesn't have time for. Yes. As children grow and they become more rational, they, they do the analysis and see that yeah. ah, mommy yeah. goes to work at this telco. Yeah. But she's able to wake up at four, prepare uh, breakfast, get me ready for, for school, yeah. picks me up, brings me home. Charlie, they do the analysis and mommy wins. So sometimes too, it's that's why I'm saying we need to have time because mm -hmm. children are becoming more rational. I get you. Look, my son just walks up to his mommy, looks at his mommy working inside and says, Mommy, I love you. And then picks his tablet and goes away. Mm -hmm. We have to do some work to get <laughs> you get no, but you, you at three and a half. But you, your point is that your, your point is that you they see what children see. We all we all we, we all see when we do. So let me ask you a question. So if you if you if you probably spend all the time with him, he'll probably have done the same thing. I started spending more time with him. And you realize that the past things are changing. Two, things are changing. So you have won the debate. You're saying that men. It wasn't a debate. Your point is that even if men relate with kids differently and have different needs, they should make more time for their children. They should make more time with their children and not just in terms of paying their school fees and providing them with money, but be available. How many men do? To home, talk to them. How many men do homework? Mm -hmm. By the way, the homework is too much. But that's a but different discussion. So yeah. if it's too much and the women still make time to do it, right? how many men take interest in some of the little little Detail. little minute things we cannot do all but i'm just saying that mm -hmm. we need to consciously make time I, I agree with you particularly because i also feel that you know you have two parents for a reason and pardon if i sound stereotypic so there are certain and i'll say this there are certain aspects of my life that i got from my mom yeah so and then there are certain aspects of my dad a life i got from my dad so because my dad emphasizes different things yeah, so i'll give an example true. when i'm doing devotion as kids Mama is like, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. She's, she's always talking about faith and those things. My dad will say, Charlie, you need wisdom. You need to think. You need to strive. Like, he he's emphasizes a different angle yeah, of the... So, it, even, that, so even in the family, yeah, you, he's talking about, that, like, that, that pray for wisdom. Like, be be very... Like, have a plan. You know, he's, he's, he's emphasizing different things. Your mom is emphasizing, Charlie, Charlie, you need God to help you. You need to pray for God to give you... Like, you know what I'm saying? So, for me, maybe I was lucky. I grew up with both of them. And even though my dad was not as at home as often as my mom, my mom was also working. But somehow, I, I can say I, I didn't have such a vacuum. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I think the point Kojo is making, which I want to really emphasize, is that the absence of one creates a vacuum that and, and can lead yeah, to it, a lot of problems. Yes. You know, either you overcompensate for that vacuum by doing certain things, and there's even statistics to show, even from research in different parts of the world, that absence of one parent affects children in mm-hmm. a very bad way. Yeah. They look at delinquency. They've done this in the U.S. They look at this in certain communities where a lot of the men who end up in prison have grown up in single-parent homes. So that's not to denigrate single parenting, but if you can be available as a couple for your children, it is the best. This is proven completely. Kojo makes a point, and and it's something you know I've even seen, that you find that a lot of men these days are trying to, like like what Kojo said, be present. They are trying to be present, trying to be present in their in their child's big big moments. And I remember <laughs> listening to the the late Christopher Pogo, God bless his yeah, soul. And yeah. I remember there was a time where his one of his daughters, mm-hmm. his wife was about to give birth, mm-hmm. and he had to leave. He was he had to go somewhere to cover, mm-hmm. you know, a, a tournament or something. He told his employers he wasn't no. going anywhere. He's going to be he said he he wants to be there mm. when his his daughter is born. Is born, and I found that to be very. very and this this was many years ago, so yeah, I'm I sure you were, you were not even. Yeah, this like was early 2010. This was mm. around 2010. Wow, you know, that made I, an impression on you. Yeah, it made an impression. I said, "Wow." He, has, mm. he says, "No, I'm not going mm. anywhere. I'll let somebody else go because mm. I want to be here when my daughter mm. arrives." So there is this guy I know. His kids call him Charlie. Mm-hmm. They don't call him by his name. His name is Charlie. They call him Charlie mm. because his wife was a banker. Mm-hmm. He was into construction. Mm-hmm. You know bank job and how difficult it is. So she's more away. So when the woman gives birth, mm-hmm. he takes the children to Wayne and all those. So on a Mother's Day at the hospital, they gave him a special Mother's Award. Amazing. Now, as the kids grew, mm. weekends, if the woman has to be at work, mm. he takes the kids to the construction site. Mm. And no construction site. If you are calling people, you not remember everybody. Hey, Charlie. Mm. So the thing name is Charlie. So Charlie, 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 Charlie. It's stuck. Mm. Now, if you see the relationship and how the kids are developing and how mm. they roll and talk, you see that when men are more present, in the home, a lot of the development of children is well consolidated because the woman gives more does confidence. The, the woman does yeah. the bits. The man does the bits. Mm-hmm. And then growth it's more meaningful. I read somewhere that a child's first hero is his dad for the first, I don't know how many years of their life. So if, if you are not present, yes, you know, but, but I'm, I'm coming back to the, I'm coming back to the accusation of Francis to me and the media that we, so what I want to say to Francis is that it's not a deliberate creation of the media because I think what the media does is they see opportunity mm, and they, and they exploit it. Do you, do you follow me? So, all those people, in fact, if you, if you do a bit of radio studies, the Mother's Day segment of radio is very competitive. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if radio station owners like their mothers and don't like their fathers. Do you understand? It's, the, it's, like, it's like the way comp- like we are having announcements about sales and promotions. A lot of times, people forget that when people are marketing, it's an emotional thing they are doing. So they are saying, come and buy a cloth for your mom because they know you love your mom so they use that to ask you to buy now because they can't perceive the emotional connection with your father they think it's a wasted effort which is why only few of them are tapping into the emotion for fathers now so i wanted to france it's not as if the radio or the media have met and said fathers in ghana they won't do anything for them and it's not and this is not unique to ghana it's a general situation where the emotions that men people feel towards their dads 
does not necessarily translate into a f- something that you can do a festival around. Do you understand me? It's it's you are you can do certain things for your dad, but it doesn't translate into something that you can do a whole. F- I don't know what we're doing. My to view on this is that Market Day was created and marketed. Father's Day has been created. Knowing the shift we are seeing, if we consciously want to position Father's Day for you to work, it will work. And anyway, if you look at the media, over 400 radio stations, they are largely led by men. If you look at all these businesses putting money behind Mother's Day and these activities, they are also largely led by men. So what's your point? if we want to transform Father's Day, we can transform it. It's up to us to decide whether we want to make our day work. Speaking of which, Miss Cookie is truly a savior in the kitchen. In the past, people would run to the corner store to buy onion, pack, which is garlic, ginger, or herbs, and then come and spend time peeling and blending. But Miss Cookie is a 100% natural ingredient that's been carefully selected, peeled, and blended into perfect mixes for various meals. Products include ginger, pure garlic, the mix for marinating chicken, meat, kelewele, tilapia, etc. Call 0200 365 in order to order. Delivery is free. Now, when creating memories with those you love, dining at your favorite spot or ordering your favorite meal online, make it MasterCard. When streaming an album or watching an artist at an unforgettable live show, make it MasterCard. If you are on your usual supermarket run at the salon or the barbers, make that MasterCard as well. Make that switch to MasterCard with all your payments, the safe and convenient way to pay. MasterCard. If you have any challenges with your insurance company, you're faced with serious issues such as delays, refusal to pay claims or unauthorized premium deductions, or you need insurance advice, one of the best investments you can make for yourself and your loved ones is insurance. The Ghana Insurance Association has set up the Complaints Management and Advisory Bureau to settle all insurance-related matters. Reach out to us by dialing star 800 star 442 hash. That's star 800 star 442 hash. Or call toll-free 0800-442-000. You can also connect on email complaints at ghanainsurance.org.gh. And reserve a hill, a, 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 a land at Dodoa Hills near the Dodoa Fire Service today and enjoy a secure gated community with electricity, shopping center, gym and fitness, swimming pool, etc. Pay 5,000 city deposits. Reserve a land today. You can call 0540 633 Visit dodoahillsgh.com for more information. Don't forget, it's 8.31 and it's time for your money. It's brought to you by CBG. We stand with you. All right, so Nathan is here with the, the tip or the summary for yes, the week. Yes, yes, yes. So we've looked at a number of things. We started off looking at treasury bills to close out our investment 101. Then the, the other tip, we talked about auditing your financial documents every now and again. Bank statements, mm-hmm. receipts, those type of things, just to see what's happening to your money. And then we wrapped it up with two very interesting sayings. One, talking about being successful with your money. If you think you are successful, then you have to be successful with your money. And the other being, you are not powerful until you are powerful with your money. So that's what we looked at this week. And uh, next week, we'll be back with a whole set of tips and pointers on how to save and spend your money wisely. This is the City Breakfast Show.
the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Once being blamed for a low-key Father's Day. Any ideas of what the, 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 the media can do to... to <laughs> if your father is listening to the show, how do you want us to celebrate you? I like the, I like the, the um, Pedro Valley idea. I, I really like the way they are going about it. Have lunch, 
get former president Kufo to talk about being a father. Kufo is one of the most respected, if not the most respected political leader we have in the in the country. You know, and he doesn't live too far away from the place anyway. <laughs> you know, and when he comes with this, you know, he has this demeanor of, you know what I'm saying? So, guy. yeah, so, I mean, if, if you look at even how, look, as we sit here, right, almost every week somebody goes to visit Kufua for advice from all political parties. If you, if you notice in the news, you notice that a lot of times people just go to him and say, oh, I want to run for this or I've started it. You know, he is a father figure in the country and a good one. You know, and I think Pediasi Valley got it right. So maybe I'd like to go and listen to his views about fatherhood, just to just to get a sense of what 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 is not being said. Do you, do you understand me? I think we need more people like that in the country. People you can go and um, you know listen to. It's like a patriarch, mm -hmm. you know, not I mean not for patronage purposes, but for sound advice. You know, I think we need that. You know, I think we need that because it, it's a society that is lacking in a lot of that. You know, there, there are lots of families that grow up where there are children who don't have that privilege of a father's presence and a father's contribution. So maybe it's a sense of balance. The, 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 the media must try a bit harder. So maybe a few more ideas. But um, you ask what we can do. Same what can thing we, do? we do for Mother's Day? We say people should send their fond memories of their mothers. Okay. So straightforward, send fond memories of your father. But that's what I was you, asking. You is it the same? Very, very interesting stories, Bernard. It, very it, because we've not given so your point the chance that, to do that. So you're, you're saying that if we ask people to send this, okay, you go weak. You will hear stories of fathers. And it will change your whole perception. Okay, so let me put it this way. Is it that because there have been a few or some bad examples, people have assumed that the whole fatherhood thing is not worth pursuing? Whereas if we said, okay, let's forget about the bad and say, if you have had a good father or you, you want to share a good story with the father. Why do you want to say if you've had a good father? Because of the negative Why stories. When we are doing Mother's Day, do we say if you've had a good mother, share a good story about yeah, your mother? So, could, are you saying are you saying that it is Father's Day, straightforward? Are you saying that my share the your condition? Fond memories I'm coming. Of, are you saying that the condition I am placing don't on the place father any thing? Condition. Don't place any condition. Okay, so we should just say send fond memories of your dad. Yeah. Okay. You, let's take our Mother's Day promo. Yes. And just no... take our mother and put father. And tell people to fire. But that's my point. Why do you have to do that? Why not? Are they the same? Do they have to be the same? Does it have to be? You know, I don't. I don't know if you are, I'm. What is? I think it's equalization. Let's experiment. It's equalization. for this year. will tweak, and then we can add your if. I don't know what you think. I don't know what I think about that. I don't know. I'm sure people have great stories of their dads as well. I'm sure people have great stories you see, the reason of fathers who were there when mothers absent, that type of Pediasi Valley would have done um, a, a different thing for mothers than they did for fathers. Mm -hmm. So for mothers, they probably would have said, bring your mom, I don't know. It would have been a different kind of celebration. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe I'm over... So guys, if you have a good experience with your dad, Just bring it to us. If you are doing mothers, the, the dinner works for the women and all the, But fathers, the, if you bring me one chill something... You see? Was, so I'm just, no, so so, so no, 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 no. We, we, maybe we're on the same page but different. Don't <laughs> add the if. 
Okay, I've taken away the if. Right. You can throw a big party on Mother's Day for mothers because they will like it. Or you can just give me something. You see, what I'm, say, what I'm saying is that eh, I don't think fathers would want it, to go for a Father's Day dinner with other fathers. No, but when you send... Just that. When, we they, they, people, they, when we give people the chance to yeah. send the same messages and it hits... Yes, so, so on the messages side, I agree with you. But I'm saying yeah. that uh-huh. the nuance is that I, I saw how the mothers enjoyed the community around celebration of mothers not uh-huh. just for themselves yeah. they had no problem going with other mothers to go and sit and talk and have a good time i doubt it if fathers would like a father's day dinner no, with other fathers no but but if a father's day maybe uh, i should try it maybe maybe we should try it but but the father's day carry the men to some nice corner have some grills have some drinks you see Le- no so so without even, would they go with their kids no, no, they, they can go with their yeah, kids. But, but, you see, why not? <laughs> well, because the, the, the image you're painting is like men want to chill. But not number three. In no. a different way. No, not number three. And no, and no, we born you know. Explain yourself. Are you cool? Yes. taste, mommy. What are you saying? Be taste. Yeah. The women like to be appreciated with certain things in a certain way. The men like to be appreciated with certain things in a certain way. Right? The fact that we want it differently doesn't mean we don't want, we don't want the appreciation. Okay, I think th- that is clear. You've made a point. I think you've made the point fantastically. We want to be appreciated, but not in the same yeah. way. I think th- we just need to find what... So that's what, what I'm asking look, the question. Somebody says... What is the best way... Okay. So this is the question. Could you have solved the problem? You are saying we sh- men... Ought to be celebrated. So, so, so the friend I, the, I mentioned the earlier. Is how the friend I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So we're just there Wednesday. Mm-hmm. There was uh, they mentioned his daughter's name. Say, Fafa, you've not given me anything nice in a very long time. Mm. Then she brings a nice bottle. See, you know me. <laughs> you know, me. you know. Okay, I want to taste. So, so the question is, what is the best way to celebrate fathers? Yeah. The question is not whether we should celebrate fathers. Mm-hmm. The question is, what is the best way to celebrate uh-huh. fathers? I think that, that's, that's the question. Yes. So I think we've helped ourselves. Now we have a few minutes to go, maybe 18 minutes. So send me the best way we should celebrate our fathers. Okay. Or, if you, or if you're a father. Or if you're a father listening to the show, what's the best way you think we ought to be celebrated? Alright? So if you're not a father or you're not a man, tell us the best way you think we celebrate our father figures. Or how do you celebrate your father? Alright, and then for those of you who are fathers or men, tell us how you should be celebrated, how you feel you should be celebrated. Send us a WhatsApp 054-998-6996. Nathan has a few comments he's going to read. Okay, so this guy says, Bernard, good morning. Pediasi is doing something with Ex-President Kufo, but it's great. But if City were to do it, the promotion would have been bigger with different segments on radio. So... Well, he's basically coming to your point that if we gave it the same level of airtime and push, we probably would have gotten the same result exactly that we got for the mothers. Mm. All right, we may not hear the same, you know, tear-inducing stories, but mm. you hear stories of dads who are also doing great things. A few of them may be tear-inducing, but yeah, mm. a so, lot of them actually. A lot of them. A lot of them. I uh, this guy posted something on facebook or twitter was it two or three days mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. how he had to take care of his daughter from a very young age now the daughter has turned 18 just mm-hmm. him and mm-hmm. he was chronicling the various things he did mm-hmm. you see men don't talk 
men don't talk. It's true. Men, they don't talk. In fact, somebody just sent that message. He said, women talk, don't men talk. don't talk. How many times do you talk about men on your show? Is the reason women have been high for that long? This guy doesn't seem to. Men don't talk, but get on, around the good table, when men have to talk, you realize that. <laughs> why do you keep using the, the men are doing why something? Do, why do you keep using the table analogy? <laughs> <laughs> because certain things are catalysts for expression. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who says Bernard, this is not to sound cynical, but baby mamas should also remember to wish their baby fathers well on Father's Day. For the good they've done and stop insulting the fathers to their children it's a bad foundation for society two wrongs don't make a right read this out very loud so it's basically saying like if there's a someone who's not living with a woman but they have a child the single woman should not badmouth the father <laughs> to the child because it sets a wrong foundation i think that's a fair point it's coming from opim chofache <laughs> I'm a okay, I, I, I hear you, bro. I okay, you, more bro. messages. Frederick from Lakeside says it's interesting to have this discussion. I agree with Kujo. The dynamics are changing. I'm a father of four. Fathers and mothers are not equal, so Mother's Day cannot be the same as Father's Day. Mm. Says although the media seems to create uh, seems to create a certain impression of mothers over fathers, I do not think fathers really. I I don't think fathers really care that much. Mm. We'll do what we have to do. But honestly, I don't expect much from my children by way of celebration. And neither does my father, even if I do. The bottom line is, mothers are emotional. Fathers are rational. Okay, that's Somebody says it's a stereotype. Mm. It's wrong. Okay. Or damn it, yeah, I th- No, no, I think it's no, wrong. Bo- it's wrong. wrong. You both, both, both fathers, both fathers and mothers are emotional and, and rational, rational to different degrees. Uh-huh. But they are both. Yeah. Because are you, say, are you saying men are not rational? No. Emotional? Are you saying men are not rational? They show it differently. Yes. Right. Mothers are emotional. Fathers are emotional. Mothers are rational. Fathers are rational. Yeah, yeah. But the expression is different. different. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's um, Odame Esquire says, for many years I'd been waiting for someone to share my thoughts on Father's Day. Thanks, Bernard, for sharing my thoughts on the role of fathers in Father's Day. Okay. Mm. I think Ben's submission on the celebration of uh, daddies is true. Fathers appreciate it when their kids achieve great things as compared to buying them gifts. However, if you don't celebrate uh, mu- uh, mummies, there will be trouble. For example, <laughs> compare the expression from my father when I buy him a gift to when I tell him about my new achievements. He enjoys the latter. I think he's, he's right. So, so telling him is a gift. Opening up, telling him that I know this is what you are looking forward to and yes. I've been able to do yes. it. It's so also so, so if, if like your children do well, in the in whatever they do and they tell you that Charlie, you are the one who inspires me to do it it means a lot to fathers so mm-hmm. maybe this is a clue to how we should celebrate our fathers yeah, maybe. i don't know uh this one says the nine months bonding in the womb cannot be broken easily mm-hmm. men win their children's love based on interaction okay. that's what somebody's saying mm-hmm. this one says what kojo is saying is true mm-hmm. we my siblings and i call our father bratete <laughs> I remember when we were toddlers, <laughs> we were calling him dad or daddy. He said he didn't want that. Oh, you So up to now, we still call him Bratete. That's for our mother, we call mommy. Your father said we should call him daddy, call me Bratete. <laughs> and he says, greetings to Bratete oh, of Tessano. Bratete, meaning that.
Ah, I know you to get your time. Your kids will call you Aloski. Oh, stop! My wife even calls me Aloski now. So this one says, as a child, it is easy to think your mom loves you more because she seems to be always around. But when I grew up, I understood. As fathers, we leave everything to God. Alright. In the meantime, if you are down with a cough or cold or are looking to boost your general wellness or improve your sexual health or you have difficulty in getting a prescription filled, Muti is your trusted low price provider of quality prescribed and over-the-counter medicines. Our treated professionals are ready to answer your questions about health. Visit mymuti.com or call between Mondays and Saturdays, 055-813-4375. This is between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Stop pharmacy shopping or hopping now. Call Muti for fast, free, and convenient service. Reference CTFM when you call for a 10% discount on cold and flu prescription and sexual health supplements. Call Muti now. The National Cardiothoracic Center, in collaboration with IT Consortium, is embarking on a campaign to raise a million Ghanaians to support the Save a Heart campaign. This will help remove the foundation or the funding barrier for any child in Ghana who undergoes a heart surgery at the National Cardio Center. Chango Crowd Funding Platform is serving as an enabler for this initiative. Go to changoapp.com, proceed to contribute to Save a Heart campaign. You can download their group. Uh, contribution and crowdfunding app from the App Store or the Play Store. Sign up and proceed to contribute to the Save Heart campaign. Go to changoapp.com or call 0270 More comments are coming in, but let's do a couple of Yes, the ECG. The ECG wishes to inform our cherished customers and the general public that will conduct an audit of meters mm. so people have been giving a moratorium between 7th june and 6th july mm. now in that period you can you know go and sort out your issues post-bid customers who have meters but don't receive bills prepaid who do not purchase prepaid customers who don't purchase credit those who have faulty meters those who have done illegal connection or you've bypassed your meter Go and rectify it now because after the 6th of July, it is all action from the ECG. If you are caught stealing electricity, you'll be dealt with and your names will be published widely. Now, if you are cooking or you love to cook, then Miss Cookie should be your very, very good friend. It's a 100% mix of natural ingredients that have been carefully selected, peeled and blended into perfect mixes for various meals. No need to go around the corner store to buy onion, patoshito, garlic, and you are blending and cutting and sweating. No, 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 no. No artificial flavors, no chemicals. Miss Cookie, Miss Cookie is also available in single-use packs. Just pick one from your freezer and cook, and it's convenient. Call 0200-365-997 to order, and delivery is free. Locate Miss Cookie opposite the Absa Bank at American House on Facebook and Instagram. A few more comments on this issue. Charles from uh, Bachona says, Good morning, guys. Fathers or men generally like their good work to be proclaimed to other people by those who know them. For this reason, fathers would love a good gathering, say a family or colleague's party, where their good deeds and achievements for their family are shown off. Not that we crave it, but we really appreciate it. We don't talk about our achievements, but we are happy when it shows. This is Charles giving some insights into the mindsets of fathers. Hello, Bernard and team. My father told me in his old age that a ja ye sun sum 
meaning a father is a spirit. No matter how little a father's bonding you experience, honoring your father, irrespective of what they did for you, brings a blessing that only can be received from a father. The reason irresponsibility perpetrates may be because honor for the first person who carried you in his loins is lost or misplaced. Some very interesting comments on this issue. Bernard, uh, my kid called me Seto. Fathers, <laughs> I guess that's what your wife calls you. <laughs> I guess fathers Seto. are mostly misunderstood though. We are simple and that's why it's difficult to please. Men have so much going on within. And so we love things that require little thinking but have vibe. Show love, grills on drinks, hiking, biking, anything, adventure. What? We love it. But I live my second daughter at home and you don't want to know how. The past nine months has been with my children. This is uh, Seto from Spintech. What is it show what? Show love. Show love. Uh-huh. Girls on drinks. Dr- hiking, girls on what? Drinks. Uh-huh. Hiking. Uh-huh. Biking. <laughs> <laughs> this guy seems to be reading from your script. And football. That's uh-huh. all. You know, no long things. Yeah, actually. Once he gets on top... Some kebab and some uh, bottles of something. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, happy. Yeah. At six degrees Celsius. You know, people used to say men don't like fellowship. It's a lie. You know, I went to visit some man beer. And, and he and his friend were having fellowship. And uh, in his house, you know, they, 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 they are like Guinness beer. It's happy. They were retired like bankers. You know, yeah. so I was doing some research work and I needed to talk to them. So I said, oh, come to us, come to us. And I went, he and his friend, they were having fellowship yeah, and they yes. had like three bottles of beer. Under the tree. Just and they were just happy. And they were just having liquor. The young one, work hard. When you grow to become like us, you can do anything you want. You know, they were having fellowship over three bottles yes you know mm. and they were not watching tv they were not listening to That's radio so they were discussing they are f- ah, but, Charlie, what are the f- but there was some fellowship mm. ingredients somebody sent a message and said a father's day celebration people fathers together it will turn to two things yes. one networking and sports discussions yes. that, but that's why they need a fellowship <laughs> Because that one, it sort of, um, it, it, and it opens them up because, you know, a lot of them don't want to talk, but when they start having fellowship. Father's Day, you get your father's friends together. Yes. You have one nice goat on a line, yes. one nice sheep on a line, yes. some pork on the line, yes. then a some pork soup, yes. and some very chill. And then leave the house. And then you just, when they come, you just give them fans. Uncle said, oh, daddy, daddy, Charlie, happy Father's Day, leave them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get them, uh, uh, get them a kebab maker to say you be on the standby, yeah, and be yeah, yeah. making sure the meat is available. Maybe some jabali. Charlie. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I'm liking your ideas. You know the ideas that will make fathers happy. <laughs> Look, let me read this. Oh, one. No. This one says, "Then I've I never had a father who was responsible. Mm-hmm. I never had any commendation, even as an exceptional student." Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a father just like you. In fact, you are my year mate. 19, no, you didn't from 19. I think you were... SS 98. This guy says 99. So, I'm your senior, by the way. Please, kneel down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Says, Charlie, all I want for my kids is daddy. I love you. Daddy mm-hmm. is the best. Da- thank you so much, daddy. This, my three-year-old... My six-year-old daughter and three-year-old son do a lot. Mm-hmm. These compliments make me feel invincible. So, you see, because of his own upbringing, it's sort of now affecting how he's treating his children. So, good guy. Good man. Good man. Well done. Because some people would say, Charlie, yeah. 
<laughs> so because I didn't get it, you won't get it. You know, and one of the worst things you can tell your kids is that well, when I was growing up, there was nothing like that. So why are you asking me for this? Or when in our days we asked, we used to walk to school for ten kilometers. <laughs> so you have to be happy. Tell it you are supposed to go and improve things so not to come and tell your kids that you suffer so they today should suffer. <laughs> Alright, so any more ideas? It looks like the good idea with a few drinks is winning that day <laughs> for the fathers. <laughs> so you can do you can do an event at say you know Pedrasi have this place at uh, B- B- they have there, no? yes, they have a place you can say okay, Father's Day Grill, <coughs> goat and <coughs> other meat pieces with lots of drinks. And then the men can do they can ride their bikes, there's DSTV for f- football. And then what else do they want? And you don't need an MC. No, you know, you don't because you don't. when men meet, ah, chairman, chief, MC, minya, MC, MC, MC is even worried. MC is talking Just have the meat. Yes. Have the other things. And just leave them Let there. Let the men be. Let them be happy. <laughs> but you're right. You know, you don't need an MC. No, 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 they no, want no, to no. meet the people themselves. I've never been introduced. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. They'll be laughing. Some men would know some men. Eh, they'll know them for thirty years. No minimum government name. You oh, don't know somebody for 30 years, you don't know the person's government name, but they meet but and have drinks meet, all the time. The brotherhood is locked and it's solid. He knows only his nickname, yeah, he knows his fellowship name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord, and oh my god, all right. A few more reactions and a few more suggestions for what to do for fathers. <laughs> Zero five four nine nine eight six nine. Yeah, yeah. In East Legon Hills, says on mm. a lighter note, mm. if we hype Father's Day, fathers will end up paying for that. Oh, time. oh. You leave us to pay oh, Father's Day, oh, Vows Day, and oh, birthdays oh, in peace. Oh, oh, oh. That's a very interesting su- uh, suggestion. Charlie, somebody's not happy. Oh, man, a society has just been skewed against men. That's all. This is Felix. He's not happy at all. Kwakukila don't lie when I say I did it, I did it. Big stars, big cash, my way, but still a family. In the meantime, Ben, I kindly wish the lad them Loglo of SG Bank a special happy birthday. May the Lord fulfill his purpose on earth in life. From his siblings and mother, Mispa of EP Church Adenta. Also, no hands. Yeah, so that's the message. You know what I mean? I was young, what you expect from me? It is what it is. But I keep going, no. More like a rolling stone, cause I have no stopping time. Can nobody stop a man? Oh, I keep going, no. More like a rolling stone, cause I have no stopping time. Can nobody stop a man? No, I'm gonna run my race. I'm gonna keep my pace. Cause I really have no one to play. When I fall again, I can't stand this pain. I can't watch me fail. So anytime you pray, Remember my name, remember you know what traveler. The name is Greg the Hustler. He's been far away, testing Guadalajara. I'll be back again, call me coming. I swear on my life, I can't wait to be back. I know you miss me, I know. In the meantime, the University of Ghana 4x100 meter men quartet mm. ran an impressive 39.39 seconds to win gold in the ongoing Africa Investi Games in Kenya. They've done well. That is impressive. Yeah, it's Yeah, 39.393 is not that bad. Yeah. And this is in Kenya. Yeah, it's happening at Kasarani. Yeah. Quite a few games happening. And then we have the... We're playing tennis. We have some polos in Mauritius. That's the African Athletics Championship. Yes. The seniors. And we got a girl win. Yes. And she's a UCC student. Yeah. (coughs) She won the high jump. The high jump. She's the national champion. I wish we we can give them support to do something. We give who support? These athletes. The ones in UG or the ones... The, the, all the, of them. The, all, Charlie, 
you know, the promise is there, but it usually fizzles out when yeah. the big tournaments come because we don't they don't get consistent training and support. So yes, it's uh, it's something it's something we've clamored for. Mm -hmm. um, I think the University of Ghana Sports Directorate has put in a lot of effort at least to keep their university teams competitive at least at a decent level. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's at the level that we would want, mm -hmm. but it's a decent enough level where they can compete. UCC does same, UDS mm -hmm. does same. Because if you look at the university games that's happening, the football team mm -hmm. in uh, that is representing Ghana mm -hmm. has a lot of UDS <laughs> students yeah. who are professional footballers. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so they do that combo. Let me ask you. You said you wanted to make a quick plug about the football oh. thing i just wanted your views so like there's um it seems to be a new thing we are told it's that it's not new no no i'm saying recently in the black stars in terms uh, of what i mean is that in this black stars mm. Tariq lamte is almost going mm. to play for ghana mm -hmm. we don't know about Callum Hatsi, don't we? he's injured but i guess he will play for ghana as well if there's, there's been interest there yeah you know and it looks like inyaki williams as well there's interest there is this yes. good for the team it's always good to have good players around um it's it's a this or that situation mm. you understand because mm -hmm. there are those who are concerned about merit in the national team mm -hmm. and by this they say well some qualify for the world cup as soon as it gets to the world cup then those who have never shown an interest suddenly want to go and play in the world cup so they say well i will play but then at the same time the merit says well is that person better than who you have but, but you know the funny thing what is merit that's what i'm saying is merit ability or is, con is merit contribution that it depends on how you want to view it. That's why I'm giving you this the mm -hmm. the both sides of the mirror. So mm -hmm. the again the merit of me contributing to qualify, and then the issue of okay somebody now says he will play, but is that person better than I am, mm -hmm. and does that person deserves to go on the balance of being better at it than I do? Then there are those who simply make the emotional argument about well no contribution no job no contribution no job, and also do you feel Ghanaian enough? To contribute but I, I look at it this way look mm -hmm. world football is dominated by mm -hmm. multiracial yes teams now. teams now yeah. it's not just a ghana situation mm -hmm. i can I, i'm looking at uh, the last the 2018 world cup for instance i'm looking at the four semi-finalists i just tried to run through the team 2018 yeah 2018 so croatia croatia france, france belgium england england only croatia was 100 percent white Mm -hmm. France was 63% white. France, yes, yeah, like the Belgium, UN. 31% white. Mm -hmm. England, 37% mm. at the 2018 World mm. Cup. Okay, mm. and we can do same for a lot of that. If you look at, so it's not just a matter of uh, African Africans coming home. There's also non-Europeans non being poached, poached as well. So, so you want, so we can look at it and say, well, if uh, Saka can play for England. Then Inyaki can play for Ghana. For Ghana. Because they've taken our best. We so should also take their Exa exactly. But the other question is that are they playing for Ghana because they want to play for Ghana or that's the next best alternative? Most of the time it's the next best alternative. And again, should that not worry us? No, but the point I'm making is it's universal. Okay. No, but you see, in the sense of the Saka playing for England, Saka is playing for England because England thinks he's good enough to play for them. If he hasn't been if he hadn't been picked, what do you think? <laughs> Would he have gone to play for Nigeria? What do you think? That's a good question. I and then Ola Lukman recently joined Nigeria. You see, mm. so so mm. so we we've we've had. Mm. I'll, I'll give you a tip. People forget this. Do you remember this guy who came to play for Chelsea and used to play for Spain? Diego Costa. Diego Costa is originally from. He's from Brazil. He's Brazilian. You know, 2013 he had played for Brazil twice. 
But then he later played for Spain. In 2014, he played for the World Cup because Brazil told him they were not going to pick him. He said, okay. He had lived in Spain since 2007 and qualified. So Spain took him to the 2014 World Cup and he did, wow. he did Barca. He didn't play anything. But after but, club uh, form, he was in really good shape. So this was Senegal. But even Thiago Alcantara. Thiago Alcantara apparently is yes, father is Mazinho. His, his father won the '94 World Cup. Mazinho, but he plays for he plays yeah. for Spain. So mm. for a lot of people, for a lot mm. of Ghanaians who are asking this question, like, why do we have this sudden raft? And I'll get to the technical bit part mm. as well because there is also those who say this is an easy way out for the football association mm -hmm. to kind of um, fix the quality deficit that mm. we have. Mm -hmm. Because we are not churning out enough quality locally as we used to. Mm -hmm. And so we have to fill that gap now mm -hmm. with players born abroad who are coming in mm -hmm. and whatnot. So why don't you simply focus on fixing the system here so they don't have to rely on those born abroad? Mm. You know, but all I'm saying is there is no clear path to success mm. in this regard. You, yes, you can fix the development, but you also need... You, you also need quality mm -hmm. wherever it is you may find it mm. so whether once the person says i'm available hey that is what it is the emo, uh, love can grow we've had situations where people who are born in ghana grew up in ghana trained in ghana have shown up a national team council and said if you don't pay me i'll play so that's a good question so you see, so it's, it's, it's how, 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 how Ghanaian are you? So let me ask you a general question. You know, so if you scan the if you scan the football scape globally, yeah, based on the people who are eligible to play for Ghana, who are like your top four or five that, if they are willing, looking at the kind of World Cup team we group we face, we should bring them, if they are willing. If you look, if you if you scan England, <laughs> scan Spain, scan France. Players of depends on the <laughs> positions. I think Tariq Lamtekaming is a good one. Um, we did well to convince um, Odoi, Dennis Odoi. Dennis, yeah. He's And Dennis is doing well. He's doing well, but he's competent. Mm. He has several years of experience playing at a very high level. Yeah. So Dennis is, is, is good. We have him. We have uh, Tariq coming in. Mm -hmm. I think Inaki, is, Inaki improves uh, the team. Improves instantly. the team in a lot of ways as an outlet. What about Callum Hudson Odoi? Callum also brings gifts he to brings. the team. Mm. Okay. In, in, but, but a fully fit Callum Hotsunodoy and an informed Kamal Din Suleiman, for instance. How would... Yeah, so... It's so almost, yeah, it's so almost at par. It's almost I at the you. same level. Yeah, it's almost at par. Mm. So it's one place at Chelsea, of course. One mm. place at... Uh, okay. Ren. Ren. So one, say, oh, one is on a higher profile. But I think... But Ren is not, Ren is it's not, it's not a bad team. Yeah, okay. Club, you know. so, I'm sure we'll come back to this topic. Yeah. Not today, but at a different day. Yeah, so I'm just saying it's a global thing. Everybody's moving from one place to the other. Mm. You do what you want to do. All right. Let me turn my attention to the City Business Festival. This morning, we're going to be hearing from Constance uh, Swanica. And she is the founder of the Design Technology Institute. And we are talking about precision quality and how that can help our SMEs gain access to value chains. Don't forget week two is about SME. City Business Festival is brought to you by Absa Bank. Support from MTN. There are many ways to keep enjoying the things you love on MTN just because everything is made simple for you. On MTN, you get to enjoy convenience when and anywhere you top up your account, top up your credit by using mobile money on my MTN app. You can also purchase from any vendor at the recommended retailer price and get a 100% bonus. MTN everywhere you go. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome to another edition of our honor series for the City Business Festival. And this week, we're focusing on how to support small and medium-scale industries. Now, I'm speaking to a, a woman who's really not a stranger to Ghanaian audiences, a renowned Ghanaian sculptor, making strides in arts and crafts with global recognition, product of KNUST, of course. I'm sure the tech people are happy about this. And we're speaking to her because she's in the middle of a very important thing. So she founded the Design and Technology Institute, officially launched in September 2019, to write a platform for students from various universities, technical and vocational institutes, to gain industry experience by working closely with them on the factory floor. Now, as part of this, there is a training that has been introduced called Precision Quality Training that promises to shape TBET education in a way that is unprecedented. So I'm happy to say good morning to Constance Swanika to join us on the City Business Festival. Hello, Constance. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bernard. Well, I think we need to ask you first what you've been up to, because I know you're not in Ghana. So what have our favorite designer and our favorite sculptor and artist been up to in the past few weeks? <laughs> Wow. Um, so what does my typical day look like? Um, very intense. Um, we have grown so quickly, I think, in the last three years. Um, just looking at the agency with the, you know, with the work of, that we do, um, trying to support the job creation agenda, um, the industrialization agenda, and just you know, sitting on the fence of the private sector to ensure that you know, private sector is driving some of these um, initiatives and then working closely with the public sector um, to drive this. And I think this is very crucial that sometimes as citizens, you know, not to be, um, you know, what did the president say? Not to be a, a citizen, a spectator, you know, but to be a citizen. And I think this is very crucial that when we talk about national development, it takes the consensus of everybody, you know. So this is what, I personally see as a, as a citizen of the country that, you know, how do we take part in initiatives that really affect us? Mm. So you are, you were trained obviously in your field, you studied at tech, you've got into the top of your profession. Where did the idea to establish the design and technology Institute come from? And why are you doing that? <laughs> Um, so, Bernard, you know, I've been in the metal and fabrication sector for the last 22 years. Um, and this also, this journey in, into manufacturing really began when I found myself um, in the University of Kwame Nkrumah Science and Technology and studying a degree in art. Um, I happened also to have apprenticed in a carpentry workshop and I saw a big gap between what was being taught in academia and, you know, in the world of work and what industry was really demanding, the sort of skills that that industry was demanding. And I saw such a, a skills mismatch 
And this really, really fasted when I started my company at Centenar 22 years ago. And I had to hire talent, you know, workers who would work in the factory. And this was a, a small metal fabrication company, you know, we happened to have broken into the into the space very quickly at a time where contractors were demanding high quality work and were also demanding, you know, fine sense of craftsmanship. But all the workers that were coming through my factory had gone through the traditional apprenticeship system. They had picked up the skill sets from generations from their grandparents. And there was such a disconnect because I was a very difficult madame who was demanding really high standards and, you know, telling them that, look, everything has to be precise. You know, our clients demand quality and they just didn't get it. And so we had to do a lot of training, retraining. Um, They do have the basic understanding of the skills, but what was missing was this issue of quality and precision and standards and all those things that we're dealing with consumers and our clients happen to be the top 10%, you know, who have disposable income and can afford to equally buy very fine things from overseas. But this was what was missing, you know, that need to do things excellently and having a, a mindset of excellence. And so I realized that for me, it was a mindset issue, you know, having to then explain to them that, listen, yeah, you know, you can do it. It's okay. But don't tell me that uh, one leg is wobbling and we're producing 20 chairs. So 15 will be rejected, but madam, it's okay. We can take it like that. And I'm like, it's not okay. Especially when you start to scale up and this is where standardization comes in. So this is where the need for precision manufacturing and doing things precisely lends itself to scale. Mm. Because this is where machines would come in and, you know, tools. But the thing is, they have to be taught how to use these tools at basic level, you know, using your calipers, using your T-squares, all those things that would just help you do things properly to precision. And so that's when I realized that, oh, my goodness, we can start this movement when artisans begin to see that once you accept that this is not the standard, don't tell me it's okay. The mindset that, oh, what has been done for generations, but you can't take it like that. And I'm like, no, industry doesn't accept anything anyhow. And this is where I, I saw the real stumbling blocks to what would on earth job creation we're churning out all these graduates who would enter the job market but there's a missing standard a missing match contractors are working on top international projects and they're bringing in foreign labor because they understand standards and and for us what was missing was this issue of standards an issue of a precision quality mindset and and so that led to the establishment of dti because i realized that how do I use my learning in industries to set up what we call a production school? You know, because somehow mm. the factory floor had become a school, you know, somehow. And we had a lot of university graduates and, and students that were coming in to pick up, you know, industry experience wasn't enough, but I thought that this has to be scaled mm. up. And right. so 2019, um, the DCI Design and Technology Institute was best um, to really 
looking to solving this real pressing need that the country needed uh, in terms of oh. you know, looking at how we shape education. Fantastic. Uh, this is off the record. Kindly tilt the camera a bit. Yeah, we are too much headroom. So <clears throat> I wanted to get some more insight into, you do metal fabrication. So was the area of skill you saw just in that area or general craftsmanship? That's question one. And question two, for art, we have this sense that art has to do with more the way you feel about it. I mean, precision has to do with things like manufacturing and engineering. In my head, as an untrained person, why is precision training important for even people in the creative space as well, not just in the hardcore engineering manufacturing side? Um, Bernard, you say, I think this is what a lot of people don't get, that having a precision quality mindset cuts across all goods and services. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just not limited to just one thing. Everything around us would start with a, a mindset of, of quality and precision and excellence. If you look at the Asian economies, especially the Japanese, the Germans, the Chinese, there's this level of discipline to do things to, you know, there's nothing like perfection, but what there is is a standard of excellence. And this is where once we start, you know, having this mindset of doing things properly and doing it once, um, it starts also from when, you know, young people start going to school. So in Japan, in Japan they have this culture of a Kaizen uh, culture where a three-year-old, you know, is sweeping the classroom, they're doing all these things, you know, it starts very early. So this is where in nurturing the next generation of people who do things properly, how do we even start going to the root cause of, you know, and a whole new generation of, of people and thinkers and doers who do things cutting across all these different sectors in a different way. That's why, you know, we don't have any, you know, customer service, you know, I mean, you go in everywhere you go, there's no standards, there's nothing. And and I think for me, what is most profound now that um, we have the African continental future areas, you know, signed, if we're going to be trading across each other, you know, across borders, there should be this level of, okay, what would be the definer? What would be an African standard? And what would we all then adopt as? Okay, this then meets a certain standard um yeah so you know in europe like this anything that you would buy would have this ce so you know it's past this european standard you know that's why we have the iso international standards organization all these things and i think what makes it even more exciting you know um our own professor dodu um head of the ghana standards board is also coming the incoming president of the african um standardization authority um so there's definitely, a, a, you know, an underground movement going on, not just in the private sector and, and all the players crying out that there's a need for standards. And I think what makes it even more exciting um, that just recently the, the uh, draft framework for the national quality um, policy has also gone through cabinet. So definitely, I think there's something happening in the ecosystem. I think customers and consumers will be thrilled to know that, oh, so there are conversations around standards now. 
you know, if I'm buying something and I demand a certain standard, it's my right, consumer right. Mm. If I go mm. to a hospital mm. and I expect that the nurse is speaking to me in a certain way, because I do know my customer rights, you know, consumer rights and all those things. Mm. And mm. how then do you, if I've paid for something and you don't give me what I want, I can also hold you responsible. You know, so mm. those those defining things that would then govern how we do things, how we produce things, because if I'm an artisan and I know that I can earn X amount more money if I produce things that can equally compete at a global level, then you find that the ecosystem and what we'll call uh, a systems change would then affect, you know, all parts of the, of the society, but it starts mm. with the mindset. Yeah. Well, this is still the City Business Festival, and uh, we're having a discussion about precision quality. And this really is an advocacy the Design and Technology Institute is championing. And we'll be right back after this break to talk more about how they managed to get PQ, precision quality, into the national quality policy, which was developed by the Ministry of Trade and the Ghana Standards Authority, and what this actually means for our artisans, our university graduates, and people who work as young people in Tibet. We'll be right back. The entire month of June has been dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. The City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs, and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses. Join the weekly business forums every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. live on City TV for discussions on various thematic areas each week, beginning with Week 1, Reimagining the Digital Economy. Week 2, Resetting your SME after COVID-19. Week 3, the Ghana Opportunity. Week 4, Consumer Market. Week 5, Agribusiness. Also, tune in every weekday morning for the City Business Festival on air series on the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 City FM to acquire the information you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. There will be a lesson for every business with the City Business Festival this June only on City TV, 97.3 3CD FM and on CNR Digital. The City Business Festival proudly sponsored by Absa Bank and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, IT Consortium, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center and Gersol. Welcome back to the City Business Festival. This is an on-air series and uh, this Friday we're focusing indeed for the next three Fridays we'll be bringing you a discussion around precision quality, which is really one of the ways in which we can help our youth in their employability and productivity. It seems to me like a soft skill from the way she's speaking. It cuts across all industries. And Constance Wanika is our guest, um, celebrated sculptor, artist, who's now the founder of the Design Technology Institute, and she's championed precision quality, not only to become something we like, but it's something that's part of our national quality policy developed by the ministry. So, uh, Constance, I remember a recent event where this issue came up. I didn't know that the discussion was going to end up with a policy with a specific section, section six, which covers precision quality. 
How did we get here? Just give me some insight. I, I thought it was just a discussion to conscientize people, but you've managed to get this into the national quality policy in, in a very short time. Um, I, I think, uh, Bernard, you know, I, I strongly believe in, in timing. And um, 20 years ago, 22 years ago, this was not a conversation that people were having. You see, um, globalization forces you to rethink your own policies, honestly. And I think that what really was such a rude awakening f- um, for a lot of African, you know, economies that China had become the factory of the world. And I think this was something that the whole world realized that, oh, my goodness, you know, all these disruption to supply chain. Um, then all of a sudden we realized that, oh, we can do things, we can manufacture things, you know. Um, and so at the time we were having these conversations, we had approached uh, the NDPC, the National Development Planning Commission, and we met the director general and we said, hey, you know, we desperately need to, you know, rethink the way we do things. We understand you are the agency that drafts policies. And he looked at us and he said, well, it's not private sector's business to be drafting policies. This is our job. However, you know, where have you been? Desperate need for us to, to look at, you know, these issues. So you must speak to Ghana Standards Board. Um, we understand that they're working on a policy framework, um, quality, and... Um, you also must collaborate with the Ghana Standard, uh, sorry, um, with the CT that Commission for Technical and Vocational Education that also regulates um, education and standards. Um, so, therefore, there was a need to collaborate with public sector using these three agencies. And and when we approached them, you know, nobody had heard of the word precision and quality put together. And I said, well, this is two words that we had coined and we had defined it that this is what we're saying, that it's a mindset, you know, shift that we're calling a precision quality mindset because um, understanding precision, you know, the term precision and then putting it together um, with quality then would be the game changer. And so I guess it just was all about timing. Um, Conversations were happening. And this is where I say that if we sit on the bench as private sector and we don't get close to the public sector, you know, there's, we've gotten to the stage where we need to co-create things, co-design things. Um, and I must say, I was very pleased with how they all jumped on board and we all worked together as a team. You know, we put together a technical team and there was all these consultants that we were working with. And um, I must say that this didn't happen alone at the DTI because our partnership with the MasterCard Foundation was what we were looking at. How do they help us co-create and, and fund this uh, policy um, that we were working on? And so with funding from the foundation, we're able to really support um, these public agencies to be able to pay for the consultancy work that we got on board. And it was something that we all did together. And that was the beauty of working collectively as as Ghanaians, you know, shaping our own uh, destiny and saying that this should be an African mindset. You know, what would work necessarily in Asian economies would not work on the African continent. 
So what do we define as our own African uh, standard, which when we're trading globally, it's also met some global standard that, you know, we can then trade amongst ourselves and would not be seen as the one that is always, you know, with a handout, looking for handouts. But now we can now add value to our goods. We know how to trade amongst ourselves. We understand what quality would look like. And then so I'm really excited to see where this will go. The movement has just started. It's it's building momentum. Um, yeah. Mm, interesting. So if somebody listening is a product of a technical vocational or university traditional and wants to understand more about precision quality because i'm not sure they teach precision quality in a traditional university right how do they get the information do they have to sign up for the dti which is the institute you founded is there going to be an online course is the government going to mainstream it into cultivate training how can we start getting immersed into this uh, good, good question. Um, so you may be excited to know that, you know, we're also working with all the technical universities because we realize that this is where then as young people transitions into work, this is where they desperately need the position quality training. Um, and so we, in the last two years, have signed MOUs with the whole technical university and um, most recently the Takade Technical University, and then we also have just signed um, an MOU with the Kumasi Technical Universities. And then we also had 10 vice chancellors from all the technical universities visit DTI, have stakeholder engagements. Um, and so the first two universities that I mentioned um, have started rolling out the precision quality curriculum that we embedded as part of the, um, the subjects that they teach. So Every young um, student in these universities are taking um, a five-week, you know, high-touch um, training in precision quality before they enter the world of work. So before they enter factories or they enter, you know, the world of work, they do have this mindset of, yeah, you know, industry is not a training ground. They don't have time to train you, but they do understand that you understand that when you come in, the certain standard that we're looking for, you know, and we really see this as a game changer. And I'm very thrilled that we've also been doing research, you know, looking at a control group and then looking at students who haven't gone through position quality. You see the employability rates really going high. And it's incredible to see just within this short period all the inroads we've made. Now, we are also not just training um, and working with the technical universities. We're also working with master craftsmen. Because we believe in the multiplier effect that when one person is very well trained, then they're able to then train others. So for the training that we're doing with master craftsmen and uh, SMEs, if you one master craftsman is very well trained, then in turn, he's able to also train the apprentices under them who are usually also doing the work, you know, to be able to do things properly once. Um, this is where you also then have production losses going down. And, and so the... Economies of scale is just incredible when you look at the multiplier effect of what this means as well. So how does this then shape what we call labor market information systems that looking at the root cause of what the problem is, look at the multiplier of just this, you know, enlightenment of that, wow, we do know we have a problem. But how do you then, and I think 
the mindset shift is the most difficult thing when people have this fixed mindset. And we're saying that, listen, what would a growth mindset look like? Things cannot be the, the way it is and we keep complaining, but how do we, you know, adopt a new mindset and, and say that this is our time and, you know, the new African Renaissance, what, what would it look like? Mm, mm. I like something the, the law said in the policy when I go to the specific aspect under precision quality. Permit me to read. It says, precision quality highlights the value of precision industries and quality products and services in job creation. It places focus on precision in industry, services, and processes to ensure that goods, services, and products are of world-class quality. To guide the attainment of precision quality for MSMEs, standards and education materials should be developed. Government shall ensure that precision quality is embedded in all industries, especially MSMEs. Now, Constance, I'm excited because this week our focus has been on MSMEs. We've been talking about how they can recover from COVID. So we've been discussing various things. They need leadership, finance, technology, and all this. At no point did we think about precision quality until I, I spoke to you. So it seems as if this could actually be the missing link for our small companies. It is the missing link. And this is, has been my own experience working, you know, with artisans in the last 25, 26 years. Because I worked so closely with them. And they were the same artisans that I was able to do top, top, top projects. You know, top projects where most of the time I was working with only foreign labor. You know, you're working with Italians and, you know, Moroccans and you're working with all sorts. And it broke my heart when each time they would tell me, well, your people don't have standards. And I'm, and I'm thinking, what do you mean they don't have standards? If you were to come and train our people alongside you, then we would also understand what this issue about standards. And that's when I realized that, ah, you know, what would the local content bill really look like, you know, this would be the missing link that when artisans really begin to understand that when you are laying tiles, make sure that everything is, you know, aligned when you're, you're, you know, measuring things, you can't miss it by 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5 is not okay because by the time you scale up, can you imagine what that looks like? And that's when I realized that, mm. Oh, it's just the mindset. It's just a mindset shift. It really mm. is the game changer. And, and I think this is where you can't place, how do you touch soft skills? How do you begin to touch, you know, it's this thing that you don't feel, see. But it's just this new awakening that, wow. So, so when you see the artisans that we use, people look at the work and like, oh, was this made in Ghana? And I'm thinking, yes, yeah, this is made in Ghana. It's possible. There can be so many accents and arts all over the country, you know. Mm. Um, then mm. in turn, they can hire more people. They can pay taxes. They can, you know, it's just the ripple effects of, of what this could look like. And not could, what it will look like. Mm. Wow. Uh, just before we end, I'm just interested in how your own training shaped you to become an uh, such a great artist. I'm looking at some of your works, right? Um, even the way you name your, 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 your design. So I'm seeing something you did called problematic solutions. <laughs> and then I see something you do called walk a mile in my shoes. 
and then something you did called pretty wings. I mean, you were trained at Kenya University. It's a normal Ghanaian university, okay? Mm-hmm. And th- what you did was not extraordinary, but you're producing work that's being spoken about all over the world. So how, what did you, com- was it just the tech education? Was it family? How did you get this world-class streak? Because you grew up as an ordinary Ghanaian. <laughs> so where did all of this come from? Um, Bernard, you know, I moved um, to the Gambia with my family when I was five, and um, we grew up all over all of Africa. Um, and so I, Southern Africa, you know, because of their colonial past, really had a lot of um, international exposure. And we went to schools where, because of my father's job in the judiciary, allowed us to go to the top top private schools. Um, and, and I think this is where the education gets it, you know, right that when young people are exposed to to find things very early on, and, and this is not an acquired taste, but if they see excellence everywhere around them very early, it does really shape, you know, um, your outlook in life. And I think that um, coming back, um, the family is still resident all over the world. Um, in fact, we grew up in the last day was in Botswana where my mom has still been in the last 40 years. Um, I came back to Ghana with a, a global perspective already. And so I saw that, wow, I think it really shaped my outlook. Um, another thing also is that I also happen to have a little bit of OCD. <laughs> And so <laughs> be perfect and precise and, and that's a thing that women naturally have, this attention to detail. And and so I think that was what gave me this edge for my male counterparts because I also happened to work in a very male-dominated space. The attention to fine details. And so in a lot of big manufacturing plants, a lot of the precision work, the very fine details on the manufacturing floor is actually done by women. And so this is where if we also allow on our factory floors more women, the men are usually in a hurry, you know. The women take their time. They're more precise. They're more detailed. And, and I think a combination of the OCD and the global, you know, mm. then mm. we like, oh, my God, how do I get these artisans, mostly men who work, you know, for me, think and be many, many constants. And, and that's what wow. I realized. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and congrats on this milestone. I'm sure there's a lot more to be done, but I feel so far there's enough to celebrate. I look forward to speaking to Professor Dodu next week on the second leg of this conversation. But uh, thank you, Elizabeth Constance Swanika, Ghanaian sculptor, making strides in the creative and construction industry, founder of the Design and Technology Institute, and champion of precision quality training and part of those who helped formulate the policy. Thanks for talking to us on the City Business Festival. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much. And listeners, that's all we have time for for today. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. So listening to the City Breakfast Show, send us your thoughts and comments on the number 0549-986-996. I have some very good friends from uh, Transitions. Before we get to them though, a few things. One Milo is telling you that you can help your children develop grits. That's what they need. And sport teaches them that very well. No matter how many times they fall, they, they have to get back. And they can learn discipline to keep them going when things are tough. So give your champion a, a nourishing cup of Milo every morning to help them go further. The great they learn in sport, they keep for life. Milo, the energy to go further. And the ad is approved by the FDA. Now, you know that feeling when you don't have to worry about something running out? That's how you feel when you sign up for self-lines one year bundle you get all the internet you want to do all the zoom calls download all the netflix series all the movies watching your nephew or niece do baby shark for four hours all of that is happening with the selfline one year bundle visit selfline.com selflinegh.com or any selfline shop or dial star 718 star 77 has to sign up today selfline better together all right now let me speak to uh, my friends from transition you know in this life if there are things that are constant birth taxes and death and death is the exit what some people say is just the beginning whatever it is will all pass that's why you need to um, find out how you can make your exit or your loved one's exit a bit more bearable a bit more honorable so I have Genevieve Cornelius General Manager Transitions I also have Azure Abbas Abantule who's a senior embalmer at Transitions Kai! Senior embalmer Wows! And I have Nicholas Kwabnanyaku uh, Nyamitumi, lead marketing and inquiry management. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, good morning. Nathan. I hope we are fine. Yes, we are. Hope Great. We are yeah, I'm okay. I'm just fascinated by Abbas's role. I'm telling yeah. you. Senior embalmer. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> About I'll get to you in a second. Sure. <laughs> Welcome once again. Like I said, death is, is part of you know life lots of people think about death and all of that the exit and all um so anyway, let, let me start with you we've heard a lot about transitions so i want you to do two things one tell me just a bit about transitions and whether or not it's possible to give your loved one a befitting burial in these in these very tough times thank you nathan and good morning to your 
um, audiences and our cherished clients and loved ones all over. Um, transition, we call ourselves the funeral people. Okay, we ep epitomize funerals. Mm -hmm. Everything about funeral, that's what we do. Um, like you said, they are the constants of life and death is one of them. Mm -hmm. It will happen. That is like assurance. It's not insurance. Insurance, <laughs> it may happen, but that is an assurance thing that will happen. Okay. And the best thing when you, you need to know about an assurance thing is preparation because okay. you know it's just a matter of time. Mm. Transition is there, like we said, to offer you that 360 degree value when it comes okay. about to anything related to death. Okay. Thinking about it before it happens, that is pre-planning. We are there for you. We are there to give you insurance products mm. to make you plan for it. Even if it's not an insurance product, you want to walk in and design a package for a loved one that is about to transit to mm. the other side. Okay. We are there to help you plan for it. Mm. Should it happen, you need a hand-holding person to take you through. Mm. Because it's not a journey we take every day. It's not like a drive <laughs> to work every day. Okay. Neither is it like a, um, something you go to the market and buy on a weekend. Mm. It happens once in a while. Okay. And it's not a comfortable topic. Our culture for business to talk about it daily <laughs> yes. in our living rooms and all that. Yeah. So you need somebody to hold your hands. Okay? And the items or the services required, you don't find them. They are not on the, in the shopping malls. Neither are they on the market. Mm. You need to know where an embalmer is, where an undertaker is, where a florist is hiding, where a casket maker is. How to even go about digging for a grave. Mm. You need all that. And even after the burial, you need counseling. You need to prepare for one year, tombstones and all that. That is what transition is all about. Mm. To the second part of your question, you ask, you ask these times. I want to emphasize these times, yes. definition of these times. Yes. What are these times? Economic hardship. Mm. Things are really hard. Not only in Ghana, across the globe. Okay, so spending and uh, uh, um, cash is not in the system. Yeah. Transition is there. Yet we must give our loved ones that affordable funeral, mm. befitting funeral. We are there to give you a 360 degree package. We, we don't need you to stress. Use your time to make money. Let <laughs> us use the money to help you give your loved one a fitting burial mm. and give you packages that can meet your budget. Okay. Okay. We are in times of what? Pandemics. Yeah. COVID came, COVID is coming. We are all on the alert. We have transitioned people through their difficult time. Now we have online solutions. We do everything for it. People, people mm -hmm. can attest 2021, 2020, uh, 2020, 2021. Yeah. Transition brought about burial packages that could enable you to do a funeral within two weeks. Wow. Even one week. You want to have a, a service on Monday morning. By 10, you are done. You are in the office. Talk to us. Okay. That's mm -hmm. where we are. Mm -hmm. Now we have a monkeypox something <laughs> on the horizon. Undetermined, unknown. We have the professional team. Well trained to handle this. So whatever your fears and panic are, we are there for you. Okay. Talk to us. Well, I was going to ask you if it was affordable, but you've clearly stated that it is quite affordable. I don't know if maybe we can get into some details, but may maybe we'll come back to that. Yes. Let me let me speak to Nicholas. Nicholas, we, you know, what makes transitions different from other funeral service providers? Because in this space, you have other people in there. Why should people pick up the phone and call transitions and say, please, I need you to handle this for me? Why shouldn't they call the next uh, company? Thank you very much, Nathan, and a good morning to you and your listeners. So let me start from some of the very basic things that differentiate us from other industry players. And it's our omni-channels, how to even reach us. 
should someone lose a loved one at odd hours, even in a normal day, what do they do? Do you have somebody ready and readily available to assist them, to speak with them? Mm. And these are one of the things that differentiates transitions from the other industry players. Okay. Anytime you lose a loved one, transitions is always ready to assist you, to guide you, if you want us to pick up your loved one from where the event happened to um, our mortuary facility, we're able to do that. Another thing that sets us apart in the industry is our embracement of technology. So we are the first funeral home to actually run full online services mm. where people are able to give their loved ones um, befitting burial, okay. like Genevieve Riley said, mm. from maybe a confined space and mm, then stream cool. it across the globe. Wow. You're also able to do your online donation. So the fear is, the reason why people want a lot of numbers attending is because um, because of our tradition. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the monetary element yeah. attached. But we're saying that, look, in these times, stay at home, have a limited number of people, and still stream it across. Mm. Let them still pay their donations virtually via okay. donation platforms. Let them send their condolences to you via online condolence platform. Mm. And then the family is also able to receive it. We're also looking at our 360-degree funeral solutions. Okay. So from the point where your loved one is still alive and you even want somebody to talk to, to give you that professional advice okay. as to what to do, Transitions is there. When the event also happens, Transitions is able to give you all the funeral services you need from disease pickup, our mortuary services, we have caskets, hairs, um, we do full undertaking services. Everything funeral. You know, Genevieve said, we are the funeral people. And then that's... So everything. Everything, everything that has to do with the funeral. Yes. So um, these are just some of the few things that I, I, I want to speak about okay. that differentiates the brand transitions from the other okay. industry players. Genevieve, let me get back to you. Let's talk about those who can use transitions. I know you've talked about affordability, but everything is relative in this world. Your affordable could be somebody's, you know, yeah. unaffordable. But so which people can use transitions to to do all of these things, give their loved ones a befitting uh, burial service or, okay. or a send off. Thank you. Um, like you said, it's all about costs. But when it comes to giving our loved one the befitting burial, mm. we try not to relate it with costs. Mm. It's much more about emotions. Okay. okay. You want to bury your mom, you want to bury your dad. Look, no matter how difficult it is, you want to make sure that their final goodbye goes out very well. Transition has a package that would enable you to do um, what can afford a minimum budget. So mm. like our uh, storage fee right now is as, as low as 40 Ghana cities. Mm. If you look at the industry right now, I think in our class of competitors, we are, we are the most reasonable that you can work with. Okay, See. right? We have uh, um, promotions running. Look, you can pick our uh, our luxurious houses. And I'm proud to say, we are, we are, it is unmatched in the market. <laughs> you want to take a Cadillac, you want to take a Lincoln, you want wow. to take a, 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 a Chevrolet, Suburban, yeah, whatever you want to go with. You can get it See. at 50% the price. Okay. We encourage you to do the burial on a Wednesday, on a Monday, and get 50% of it. Mm. Okay. And we had, look, when I was coming, I was hearing we talk about Father's Day. We're throwing <laughs> a special day, Father's Day promo, for all our loved ones who unfortunately have to bury a father this weekend. Mm. Why don't you, or the Father's Day week, the whole June, we'll throw you a special discount. Buy a casket from us. We'll deliver anywhere in Accra for you for free. And that's me. I've not get, gotten approval from my head of finance <laughs> yet. But I'm throwing it as a gift to Ghanaians. 
that wants to bury their loved ones okay. um, this uh, father uh, father's day, day uh this june this come june. to us buy a wonderful casket all our caskets are imported but if you want a customized local made one you, we will give that to you out. so we target everyone okay okay interesting yes. um um <laughs> Abbas, let me come to you because Abbas is the senior embalmer, and if you, you know what that means, it means that he handles the dead bodies and all of that. Abbas, tell me, can you? You know, people are very particular about how they want their loved ones to look, and so what assurances can you give to people that you can let their loved ones be comfortable, or they themselves, the people who are still alive and probably are supervising this? What assurances can you give? Um, let just let them know that you know they'll be comfortable when when they deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, and good morning. Mm. Uh, let me start by saying this: death itself is inevitable, right? Mm. So you sitting there as a person, mm -hmm. if let's say your dad is no more, mm -hmm. some good thing to get closer to your dad, you become afraid, right? Yeah. That is why transition is there. Right from the demise of your loved one, we pick up your loved one, we bring the person to our facility. There we give you the professional treat that we are talking about. Mm. Talking of a professional embalming, washing, beautification, mm. storage, and what have you. Mm. Now, in terms of the embalming, when we bring you to our facility, we deal with documents. When the documents are set and available, we go straight and do the embalming. So we in transition don't mm. use the old method. Okay. Yes. Old method meaning the local type of embalming. <laughs> so you guys are a professional a job. A professional. So we are lucky to have people from the international mm. level coming down to train us on basic ah. techniques, on some basic terms of embalming, mm. and then facial reconstruction and what have you. And then we don't use the local formalin. <laughs> okay. Yes, we use the foreign type, talking of the introfiant and then the standard. Okay. So the standard goes for the fair people and the introfiant goes for the darker people. Okay. So there's no way when you come to transition uh, there will be kind of... Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So talking of comfort, uh, you are being given that assurance that when you are being brought to transition, you are safe and cool. Okay. All right, yeah. thank you. Genevieve, let's, let's, let's wrap it up. How can people get in touch with you? Somebody's listening, they have something, they are think, either thinking about it or a, a sad event has happened, somebody's passed and they are trying to figure out they are left from right. How can people get in touch with Transition? Okay, thank you so much, Nathan. Um, we are located physically at Hacho mm. on the uh, Atomic uh, Kwabinya Road. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are 24-7. Okay. Our business is open 24-7, meaning that should you walk in at any point in time, there is man on the ground, feet on the ground to attend to you. Okay. Okay. Our hotlines are also 24-7. And okay. I, I go ahead to mention yes, our hotline, um, 0302-634-706. Okay. I take it again, 0302-634-706. These are hotlines, mm -hmm. okay, for the techie ones. Online, we have our uh, enterprise app, which is also 24-hour okay. service. Okay, so you can reach us online. You can reach us physically. You can reach us uh, through um, technology. Okay. And um, those of us personally, you can contact any of our branches, any okay. enterprise touch point okay. Okay. you get okay. to across the country. Mm. 
you know about enterprise life, enterprise properties, enterprise insurance, any touch point of enterprise. It's also another channel through which you can okay. reach us. All right, guys. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. So please, if you are listening and you are, they say don't fuss about the few, no, no, no. Transitions to sort you out. Don't so, stress. <laughs> don't stress at all. At all. all right. Yeah. I've been speaking to Genevieve Cornelius, General Manager Transitions, Azuri Abbas, Abantule. He's the senior in Bauma <laughs> at Transitions and Nicholas Kwabna Nyakunya Mitumi, Lead Marketing and then Quarry Management. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nathan. Yeah, Nicholas, you want to say something else? Yes. And so I want to say that, um, you know, we're having a conversation in Ghana and it's almost looking like a centered only in Ghana. It's yes. not only for um, Ghanaians okay. or for people that are present geographically in Ghana, but someone is outside the country, mm. the person has lost a loved one in Ghana, they don't know what to do. There's the fear that, oh, if I deal with some people, maybe they would cut you in terms of yeah, um, and, all, and all those things. Okay. Yes. Transitions is the right um, um, okay. institution okay. to use. We're okay. able to provide you every solution, even when you are not in the country. Okay. And for our multinational organizations that lose people in Ghana and they want to repatriate them back to their so home yeah, countries, yeah. Transitions is also able to um, assist you. So in short, we are a one man, one bed wow. um, funeral. Home. <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> all right, so you heard it. Please speak to Transitions for all things concerning death, burial, funeral, and all of that. All right, that's our CBS for today. My name is Nathan Kwa. I took the show home. Earlier, I heard from Bernard and Kojo and Godfred. Godfred Odum gave us support on technical.